Today, you go right in. No, I'm not. It's all on you. Oh, I see. Welcome to Beer Plus Three. I'm here with Rick Anderson. Hello. The greatest man alive. Well, the second greatest man alive. He's the first greatest. He's not here right now. But we do have Mike Zamora. The best man at every wedding, whether he likes it or not. And I'm Jeff, and you're here with Beer Plus Three. Well, you know what we didn't do? We didn't talk about what we're actually going to do this episode. Talk, people. It's a podcast. (laughs) So this is very true. This is a podcast. Right now I have a cat on my lap. Uh, We're at my abode, where uh, we have a cat named Grinch, and she personifies that (laughs) title quite well. terrifying me right now. Why are you so scared? Because I've seen her attack people. For for people who have never met Grinch, she she tends to attack. And right now she's laying on my Right now she's laying on my on my lap. And now she's almost off. Well she'll come sit with me because she likes me and she's never uh, left me a bloody mess before. I think she will take a, a swing at me here and there, but she's usually kind enough to put her claws in. Usually, mm-hmm. unless it's that time of the month. So she's going to turn off the clip. She's going to go ahead and sit there and wag her tail, and I'm going to be happy about it, whether or not I like it. So, what's new in the world? Uh, mm-hmm. Last week we we're in Portland. I think we're going to consider this. Podcast. I think, I, yeah, I think, I think we're going to consider this uh, the second part of that because we're probably going to talk about Portland, regardless of uh, his aversion to talking about the strip club because of his wife getting angry <laughs> about that. Nonetheless, that was like the last thing my wife got angry about. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, today's she- podcast, our subject is going to be Portland because it's it, it weighs heavy on our minds and. And if we had any semblance of a conscience, we'd probably feel guilty, but we don't. So, there you go. Why would I feel guilty? I have no idea. I do <laughs> not know. That's one thing that people keep trying to do to me, is make me feel guilty. And I'm just like, yeah. and if my wife can't do it to me, you certainly can't do it either. Well, i got to be honest, you know, for the first couple of days after Portland, there was something I felt very guilty about. And, uh, you know, by now I've already gotten over it, you know. And I, you know, I'd like to say sorry again to the uh, bartender at the Green Dragon. But beyond that, man, I was good <laughs> all night. What did you do to the bartender at the Green Dragon? You know what I did. He t- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you did. No? Well, no. I was convinced by uh, one of my traveling partners to try to walk outside of the Green Dragon with a glass of beer. Which would be fine if I was walking into their garden area. Their garden. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. But, you fault. know, they really <laughs> frown upon trying to walk out the front door with a, a glass of beer. And uh, I can't say I was accosted because he was well within his rights to grab that glass out of my hand. That's true, that's true. 
And he didn't even give me the opportunity to try to talk him out of it. Next thing I knew, that luscious beer was on the ground. And I felt really bad for the beer, and I felt really bad for the bartender for having to chase me. Because Lord knows, he's got enough on his mind without chasing drunkests out of the, the place. The guy's a bartender, man. Yeah, Come on, it's, it's not rocket science. If he can't handle that, he's It's not Tom Cruise and cocktail. No. <laughs> Well, I saw this whole thing unfolding. I was way behind you guys. And I looked, and I saw, as I'm walking out the door, I see the other guy. He looks, he gives this this, this really funny look as we're going out. And I watched her saying, and I thought, oh, shit, did he see Mike walk out? Yes, then, because I, 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 that, that's a little bit my fault uh, yeah. and, and Mike's fault, mostly my fault. Yeah. Because I, and I could see the look in Mike's eyes because he wanted to leave with that. He was like, I'm going to pull a Jeff. <laughs> and just walk the fuck out, but he did not have the confidence to do so. And I tried to give him that confidence, and by trying to give him that confidence, I caught the eye I'm of the a... bartender. If he had just said, grabbed the beer like this, and just walked right out with it, yeah, confident as hell, like he was just leaving the bar, he would have gotten away. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, he had it up here, and he was just like, I, I, yeah. I, I, and I. Of course, me being the uh, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, the the donkey-eared uh, island of uh, forever fun from Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> I told him to uh, exit the bar with that, and he got caught. So. Well, Luckily, you know, nothing major happened. Some beer got spilled, and uh, I think uh, Pride got a little uh, wounded, a little bruised. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, the, the Pride only in such that I felt like I was being an asshole to somebody, and I hate to be an asshole to somebody who's been very kind well, you to weren't me. Really, you weren't an asshole to him. You just no, did something no. he didn't want you to do, and uh, the point when he pulled it out of your hand is where you would have been, if you'd have been an asshole to him then, then you could feel bad about it. Right. Well, but, you know, as he was grabbing that glass, the, yeah. the very commanding person in front of me felt really bad because I really wanted to talk him out of that, maybe give yeah. me another sip or something. But he was wise <laughs> enough to not even... Put up an argument or nothing, but simply like, snatch it from my like, head. Hold on, can I get on the ground before you throw it down? Yeah. <laughs> can you throw it at my face real quick? Something, anything, because that Hildegard, it was the Hildegard, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the Hildegard, it was another beer. Yeah. Maybe in the Hobbit beer, I don't remember. But no, it was It was in a regular uh, pounder glass, so it was not the Hildegard. Yeah, well, it, it was, was not it was, the Hildegard. It, was, it would have been an awesome glass to was, get away with, though. Yeah. It's, 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 it was, it was nice weird glass. how it unfolded for me, though, because I saw... One employee tell another employee, and I saw them tell that guy. And then I watched, and I was like, by the time you guys were already out the door, and I was sort of lingering in the door for a second, I looked, and I thought, oh, shit, did they, is that what's going on here? And then the guy flipped the bar up, and he came walking out, and he went out the other door, and I was like, oh, shit. Then I, I, then I stepped out the door and looked, and I was ready to. I was going to try to shout to you guys, and then he's like, "Pass me!" Yeah. Going well, we're going to do run. We're not children. Well, no, I, I just wanted to but, give you a heads up about you it. You know what? You know what that is? That's that's <laughs> that's employees building confidence until he gets to the guy with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, essentially that's what it is. That happens in my work all the time. So. Well, Are you going after the guy? No. Tell her. <laughs> yeah. Look, that guy's trying to leave. Oh no, we should oh, tell someone. Tell them so they tell the next person, and <laughs> yeah. they tell two friends, and they tell two friends until the, the person who is vested in yeah. the, uh, the the whole operation okay, actually so, goes and does something. The girl told him, and that, and, and you know, maybe maybe what was going on is he's been trying to get her interested in him for a long time now. And finally, he's, he goes, here's my chance to prove how awesome I am. I'm going to go stop this guy. You may have gotten so the man laid. You got this guy hooked up with this girl. That's how you should look well, at I, it. Well, I, I really appreciate you two trying to build my confidence in the situation I'll, I, I'd like to leave it there but at the, at the same time you know I think I've already said my piece 
I'm sorry. I'm sure it's not the first time I was an asshole that day. And it, it you know, it might have been the last though, because I, you know, one thing that certainly did was keep me on the toes for the rest of the night. And I think, yeah. all in all, you know, for an evening where I was really worried that I was gonna go south in a hurry, I think. From that point, I was, well, I can't say that I was teetotaling, but I was making sure I was walking the nut line and not walking over the line. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and that aside, you know, the time we spent at the Green Dragon was very nice. There's, that was that was some quality time. I'll give you that. Uh, you know, they, they do have a great selection of beers there. and uh, Amazing. And their, their beers, the Green Dragon beers, which was the delightful Hildegard. Mm-hmm. And by the way, very delightful. And Hildegardy. Um, but, uh, the Hobbit beer was not theirs. That was somebody else's. But regardless, mm-hmm. their beer was delicious and they had an amazing selection on tap. I, Two bars, by the way. Yeah. I, I do believe the Hildegard was my favorite beer of the night, uh, outside of, of course, Hop in the Dark. Uh, well, you know. Well, they're two completely different yeah, beers. One's yeah. a Belgian, uh, Belgian, uh, triple ale and then... The other was, you know, a KDA or a CDA, I guess you could call it. They had the uh, Burnside Oatmeal Stout there. I liked it a lot. It was very good. Yeah. Was, it, was it fruity? <sighs> Heavy breathing into the mic. As he sits in the wonder. No, I don't remember. It's the perfect level right there. Keep doing that. <laughs> the the heavy breathing part. Can you maintain um, that same breath? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it fruity? Is that what you're asking me? Um, I, uh, that just is a, a reference to the jokes we were cutting in the car. Oh, oh, okay. No, I don't recall it being particularly fruity. I do remember liking it quite a bit. And if we had stayed there, I'd have probably had another one. Another one. Yeah. Well, we didn't stay there. Alas, after that, it was. I believe I did have two of them. I had the Hobbit beer and two of those. So, oh, who's wow. the lush in this group? Jeff. Well, nobody's going to argue that point with you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody that knows you. So after we left there, we ended up at our favorite stop of the night, Cascade Brewing. Shout you know out. what? We really, we really need to. See. We should have. I went there jaded as soon as I saw the place. As soon as I saw the word sour, I was jaded. And I really shouldn't have gone in doing that, but I did. And uh, I know the waitress, what was her name? Annika. Annika, thank you. Annika was a little... She didn't like me. She liked you guys. She didn't like me. I didn't get the feeling she liked any of us. She she didn't like me, you know why? Because I didn't hardly (laughs) step foot in the place. I didn't even catch her name. I, uh, I... I got pictures of you in the place. Yeah, you've got one. I was in the place long enough to go to the bathroom and order a drink and then not drink it. <laughs> nice, nice. Nah, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm being really negative here, but there was a lot of people in our party that did enjoy it, but there, to me it was something, and I think I somebody mentioned it was much akin to uh, an Applebee's vibe. That's what I compared it to. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're walking from the Green Dragon, which, you know, is, is, is rustic, Mike. You might say, you know, it's very homey feeling. It, it's it's a little dirty. It's it's yeah. rough around the edges. Yeah. And, and it could be that this place was cleaner than I normally feel comfortable in. You know, I felt cleaner. like I... Cleaner? Polished. Was somebody used the word polished to describe this place, and I thought that was... A that, yeah, much more apt. Much more apt. It was very polished, and it was way too crowded. 
I mean, I don't know if you oh. guys are into crowded places or not. I felt squeezed in there. It felt like that's that the too. point. That that's yeah. your point right there. I mean, I think I think they shoved all those tables in there. Fire code. I have a feeling went out the door for that place because we. I mean, you guys were back to back with the other table. The only reason I wasn't back to back with somebody because I was my back was to the bar, yeah. and I was still. I mean, uh, Annika basically was rubbing up on my back every time she walked by. Not even the good part. No, yeah, poor Annika, no shit. But, uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I think uh, right now we'll continue our Portland uh, discussion in a moment. We should probably introduce our beer because our beloved, and I'm just going to say that because it became that when we had the uh, Porter, the uh, first podcast, was that the first, second podcast? We had the Porter. Yes, the porter, the, the, the global the mutt. global mutt porter from Wander Brewing that just yeah. opened up, I believe, last weekend. While we were in Portland, I was while we were in Portland last Saturday, um, Wander Brewing was opening up. I'm sorry we missed it, but we were in Portland, so it, we were there in spirit, kind of. <laughs> I, you know, but nonetheless, um, Rick today stopped by uh, Wander Brewing and got two more of their beers. We have two of their beers no, today. No, no, I didn't. One is what? This isn't Wander Brewing. You're fired. <laughs> you were fired. You were told to go to Wander Fucking Brewing. I was running out of time. I didn't have time to to go over there. I had to. Where did you go, go over to Elizabeth Station? You had time to go all the way to no, Elizabeth no, no. Station. I was at Elizabeth Station going that I would have had to turn around and gone completely the other direction, and I was just running short on time. I'm so so you need to introduce some beers because I don't know know what the hell we're drinking. We're drinking the Fremont Wandering Wheat. Okay, yeah. Fremont Wandering Wheat. Fremont, I've found, is a very good brewery. Right. I don't know about anybody else. I like their Inner Urban IPA. I think that's a really good beer. Yeah. I haven't had anything from them I don't like, and I'm really enjoying this um, as light and... Uh, this, I usually don't like wheat ales, but this yeah. is actually pretty good. You know, it's got a uh, pretty heavy body on it. It's not like drinking a Pilsner. It's not overly bitter. It's, it's, it's fairly very, malty and sweet. Uh, it's very cloudy. It is a sweet beer, true, but it, it, it still has... The overtones of like a wheat ale, uh huh. But it doesn't have the the I, I don't know what to call it. I'm going to describe it this way: it doesn't have the wang of <laughs> of a uh, it doesn't have the wang of like a true wheat ale. Does this it have has, a chunk? This certainly has, it, like you said, body. There's a certain body to it. Well, Jeff, know, Jeff knows all about wang and certainly is into wang. So <laughs> I am. I can't right? taste the wang. <laughs> My suggestion to you, sir, is the next time you're bringing beer for Jeff, keep drinking, Rick. Make sure it's got a little wang in it. And, it, it, and if you get it and it doesn't have wang in it, maybe you should I'll, put a little wang. I'll put a little. <laughs> Just a little one. I got a little one for you. I will keep that in mind. I actually get that reference from a movie from 1980, yada da da, called Oh Hollywood Nights. I think is what it's called. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Like it was it was sort. essentially what it was. It was a TNA flick, a teenage TNA flick, yeah. that was supposed to take place during like the early '60s, late '50s. Okay. It was like this. It was like a mock, uh, 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 almost a mockery of like American Graffiti. Oh, okay. And it was absolutely hilarious. And I suggest somebody should go out and probably watch that movie because it's funny. It's there's a, it's one of those movies that. Uh, you you will end up with a lot of references from, and probably myself and five other people on the planet 
know this movie and will reference it and I know get the title. It, I recognize the title. I don't. If I've seen it, I don't remember anything about it. Hollywood Nights. Well, I mean, you might just have to be into Little Wangs to get into that movie. It's <laughs> so obviously has left an impression on at least one of us. By the way, Little Wang, that's Mike's new rapper moniker. <laughs> Instead of Little Wang, he's with Little Wang. Get a Little Wang. Is, was that movie, if, if you had to compare it to this other film I saw recently, and I think you've seen it too, Ink. <laughs> we'll discuss Ink towards the end of the podcast. Wait till there's about a half hour left, and then we'll discuss it. Do you think it's going to take that long to discuss Inc.? I think it will. Yes, I think uh, it will. I think I think it'll be interesting because we. I like to do the roundtable thing. I like to. Uh, I like to like it's my podcast. It's our podcast. Oh. But I, I thought the roundtable thing. I thought the roundtable thing was very cool. I thought it was very cool. He would give his, you would give yours, etc., etc. We'd go around the table, give our thing, uh, give our impressions, first impressions of the movie, and then talk about it, and then final, you know, thoughts of, on the whole. But anyway, I don't want to throw any spoilers out there, but I'm just going to have a little side material left on on, on uh, the back of my material? head. <laughs> yeah, just, just I'm, I'm pocket not, that away. I'm not sure I'm going to have a lot to say about ink. Well, then, then that's fine. You don't have to. But anyway, let's move on. We're drinking Fremont's Wandering Wheat. Or louder, because the mic needs to pick you up. Wandering Wheat. Where would wheat wander to if it was wandering? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Probably away from the mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't even fake laugh at that. That was terrible. It was. I'm not sure I like this much. So it seems like we For didn't a like... For it's actually... Yeah. It seems to me like we, this is we didn't have that, that awesome an experience at the uh, sour beer place. It was called... Uh, yeah. Oh, Cascade, Cascade Brewing. Brewery. I think I think that place deserves a second chance. I think that we could probably... They had enough on tap. And such varied items that I'm sure we could have found something the, the that DC. we would have landed on. Yeah. If I, I that, the one thing I wish they would have had was samplers, and we didn't even ask because we're yeah. we were mostly trashed at that point anyway. I'm pretty sure I ordered the sample size, but that's okay. Hmm. They were all sample size because it was like 25 percent alcohol or some ridiculous amount in the. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got like a two ounce glass. The, the funny thing is, though, despite that being my least favorite stop of the night, the beer that I had there called the Diesel. Yeah, you had Diesel. Oh, I loved that. It was so good. Um, another another beer I would have had a second one of if we'd been around long enough. But yeah, it was it was awesome. So would you say it would be a, a good beer to take to go? That might be a growler stop. <laughs> it, when you say take to go, I'm not sure what you what you mean. <laughs> In, in a growler, sure. Uh, okay. Just walking out the door, and I'm not looking. Well, that's more my mo. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, that's my mo. You know, like, don't, don't even try to sugarcoat that shit. Yeah, try well. to take the blame. I have walked out with more glasses of booze and beer out of bars than probably anyone in this house. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've witnessed three myself. <laughs> exactly. And you will witness more in the future. I'm sure I will. I tell you, it's the it's the suit. You do anything with confidence with a yeah. suit on, yeah. no one's gonna fuck with you. Yeah. They're just gonna think you you belong there. This is very true. I've witnessed you get away with murder over and over <laughs> and over. Our society is programmed to let people in suits get away with murder. Have you seen what happened to this country in 2008? Yep, the suits got away with it. And then they got a bonus for it, too. So there you go. White guys in suits. Watch (laughs) out for them. I'm telling you. 
You know what? I might go out and invest in a suit just so I can get away with a little something here you and should, there. We should all just go out sometime with nice jackets. You know, just put that stuff on. You walk around, we would get away. With, we could end up at the night with a dead hooker and just drop it off at the police station and say, I'm sorry, and then leave. <laughs> I'd like to return this. <laughs> yeah. It's broken. And I, not to downplay hookers. They're wonderful people, but... <laughs> Cops, on the other hand, not so not as wonderful. Not always. Are you reading hookers above cops? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Was there any hookers involved in the uh, Portland trip? You know what? I had that in mindset before I went, and then completely fucking forgot about it. The close I came, closest I came was to buying you that lap dance for seventy five fucking minutes. You were looking, <laughs> you were looking for a hooker. I, I kind of planned on it, and I, I didn't even think about it. I was so miserable in the fucking strip club. I was like, well, I didn't even think about asking. I should just ask, hey, who sucks dick for a dollar, you know, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Probably twenty, thirty, forty dollars. Probably that seventy-five probably would have been better invested in in this gentleman had we found a a, a, a woman of negotiable affections. That's all I'm saying. You can find something like that in a in a strip club. Is that? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm asking that, and people should understand that was my first time going to one. Was it? So my I first nothing. time was with him too. Oh, imagine that! <laughs> you know, no, I, I've never been in one before, and it was fortuitously he invited me to his bachelor party, and I went yeah. to that. And that was the first time. I think it was 27 years old, or some some ancient age like that. Yeah. Never been to a strip club. I went. All I could do was crack jokes the whole time because it was fucking hilarious. Because yeah. one of the first women we saw had an Elmo blanket. <laughs> I was there for that. I remember that. Yeah, so I leaned over to you and went, God, I bet her son's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but she danced very well. Now, she was the one that did stuff, blew stuff out of her kitten caboodle there. She blew stuff out of yeah, her? Yeah, her pudenda did all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> Have you it, never well, seen I that before, example? Right? No, I have not. Well, yeah. you, you know, if you, if you cross like the line... Like I said, that's, you know, one of my first, my first time to a strip club, so... <laughs> well, it's not so something you see out on the street. Well, I wasn't thinking out on the street, but yeah. you never know what Deanne's in. Maybe at the library. You've never been to Alaska, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I don't think so. Alaska. <laughs> well, what else do they have to do in Alaska? Well, you, you know, <laughs> in, in Canada, uh, in, in the club that Jeff is referencing is in Canada, they... Is uh, the tutor? The Tudor, which is no longer there. But the Tudor, in Canada, they have... an underage club for a while. They have a monetary (laughs) currency where they don't have dollar bills anymore like we still have. Their dollars are coins, and their $2 is a coin as well. So, you know... I'm sorry, Grinch. Obviously, I crossed the line with you. I don't know where, but I'm going to sit here and be very careful. No, so occasionally, you know, here when they dance and you give them the dollar, they'll put it in there. Yeah. G string or in their crack or they'll roll it up. They do all kinds of interesting things with their belt. I fucking hate strip clubs. Uh, I really do. Yeah. But you'll, you'll find that all of the things that uh, they can do with dollar bills, you can't do with the coin currency. So with the coin currency, you have to be a little more creative. You go to Canada, just, and there's I'm welts imagining. all over the... Yeah. <laughs> there's just welts all over the stripper from all the coins being flicked at her. Well, if you're going to make it rain, you got to make it rain, you know? And then, oh, 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 I was picturing something else. I was picturing her shooting coins out. 
No, you were <laughs> she had welts all over her body because people yeah. are, are flicking tootsies at her. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I was just yeah. picturing it the other way around. No, you actually were not pic- picturing it on wrong. For those listeners who are on different areas, a toonie is a $2 Canadian bill, generally coming in a coin. Thus not being a bill. And occasionally shy out of strippers. Ooh-ha. No stripper would do that. That's unsanitary. No, they actually will. If you stack them up like ten at a time, the they unsanitary will. was the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ten at a time. You know they're not going to stack do them up. They come over like like the claw and pick them up one at a time, and then <laughs> just like that, sir. Just like that. Absolutely. Except there's toys, and you have to just give them money to pick up the toys. And then drop them well, into a slot, which in turn you just grab stuff out of. It's, it's, that would, be a, great, stripper that would be a great combination. A yeah, claw I think it would be stripper. awesome. You, you, you hover her over the thing that you want, and she comes down and closes her legs on it. And, you know, you Ooh, there you the go. Best. Is that what you did with yours? That what I did. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to talk about that. Oh, we're not. Oh, sorry. We're not talking about lap dances here, sir. Mr. I take five songs and a lap dance. Well, I did take five songs and a lap dance. And I'd like to say that that having been to a strip club more than once in my life, uh, probably more than ten times, I failed. that uh, this was my first experience with a lap dance. It's generally something that I'm not really into. I like to go to a strip club and just kind of hang out. I I enjoy watching the show, but I want to have a beer, sit down, relax. I've, I've never had the experience of having a lap dance. So this was my first time at that. Uh, it was thrust upon me um, as I was standing there. I felt the nudge of boobies against my back, and I heard Jeff whispering in my ear, and I knew somehow this couldn't be right. Oh, he forgot to mention the, uh, the, the cash hitting his chest as he reached up and grabbed it at the same time. <laughs> he said, take this, you'll need it. And uh, certainly I did, because lap dances don't come for free. I didn't know you'd never had a lap dance, because that's kind of awesome. I feel better about this whole experience now because I, I don't like strip clubs because well two reasons it's creepy and there's a rapey vibe so no it's I just cannot stand the vibe I'm all about kind of the vibe of the area and the, the thing and to have that much I mean the word leer just cannot describe what these men are doing <laughs> in that like, club because it's like see- leering with a boner is I could see going it's, it's well beyond leering. I'm sure yeah. there's another word. I am not that eloquent. Yeah. So I'm sure there's another word beyond leer. And probably even beyond that is what these men are doing. Yeah, I can see going there and just having fun and being goofy. But yeah, there were a couple of guys who had this like kind no, of psychotic like, stare at the... I would call it a girls. thousand yard stare, but it's more yeah. like two yards. Yeah, All it was right. weird. I, I looked at them and I was like, oh, you're... Yeah. What, no, what, percent, what, what percentage of the patronage would you say that is? Because I've actually never I, noticed, but I don't spend a lot of time going to that's a That's because you're one of guys. them, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we were sitting at a table with uh, Eli and Patrick, and I were sitting at a table, and there was a guy, like, at the corner of one of those little, you know, the mm-hmm. pits, whatever you yeah. want to call them. He's just, a, he's got this, like, really intense look, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And those guys he's, he's are salt and peppered all through the fucking place. Yeah, I saw a couple like that. But oh. that guy left an impression on me because he looked like he was trying to figure out when and where he was going to stab her to death. Mm-hmm, it exactly. was creepy. It gave there's like creeps. Mm-hmm, ex- that's the creepy vibe. Yeah. And then there's the rapey vibe. There's the other guy. Okay? There's two kinds of guys. Yeah. 
And there is oh, the wait, wait, dumb wait, drunks wait, wait, like wait, wait. us, of course. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. But you have the creepy guy that has that kind of stare to him. And then you have the other guy. Yeah. The guy that you, you can see the smile on his face is really big. Yeah. And But his eyes are saying, if we were in the dark alley. If we were in a dark alley. Yeah, rapey vibe. There's the creepy yeah, vibe, rapey weird. vibe, and I just do not like it. I I, I, and I wouldn't say there were a lot of people in there like that. I've been to more strip clubs with this guy yeah. than any other human being on the planet because I really don't go to strip clubs. <laughs> well, I've been here. to same two. Here, with, technically. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I've been to like two with Dave. Yeah. Uh, three. Sorry, three with Dave because he went to the one in Mexico with me where we ignored this stripper and she got angry at us. Mm-hmm. And she like tried to kick our bottle off because our. Our, our shitting uh, table was right next to the stage and we just shared a bottle of tequila in Mexico for my yeah. bachelor party. Yeah. And, and we're just shot for shot. Let's finish this bottle. Let's just finish this bottle. We fucking just down that whole fucking bottle. Yeah. Who drove at the end of the night? <laughs> Bad idea. Um, but uh, we were so ignoring the girl came over and she was just like hovering around. The stage was right here. Yeah. And she was just back and forth. There was a pole right here, and she was just trying her damnedest to get our attention because one of the other tables was like, it's his bachelor party. And so she was like, ah. <laughs> And we just completely ignored this woman, and she got angry with us. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. She started cussing at us in, in whatever language she was cussing at us. It wasn't Spanish. It was like European language. Um, but uh, she started cussing at us, and then she tried to, like, with her, she <laughs> tried to kick our bottle. And, Picturing language like the Laka from Taxi. (laughs) (laughs) But you were, wait, you were sitting up at the bar close to the stage. No, we were bar. We were at a table, but the table was right at the stage. And the stage was like right here, and the table was right here. Uh And the bottle was right here. And she like tried to kick our bottle. Well, as is proper etiquette when you're in a strip club, you were paying to sit there, weren't you? No, I was paying to drink a bottle of tequila. Well, I wasn't paying. It was my bachelor party. She just wanted to get paid, and you were sitting in the wrong spot. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. I get it. And then we had a stripper competition, but that was it. A stripper competition? Who won? You or Dave? Me. Awesome. <laughs> I have better taste in women than Dave, but, you know. Well, what do the women do? have to do it? I'm picturing you guys. There's one other, one other thing besides... Yeah, I know. That would have been awesome. Besides your rapey... <laughs> it's okay. rapey, creepy vibe. Rapey, creepy vibe. Yeah. There was one other thing that um, and Patrick and I went and sat down for, for a bit when we first walked in. Did you do that we together? Yeah, we were just sitting there. He was he was just cracking jokes left and right. I could barely even pay attention to anything. But um, did you hold hands while you sat together? Uh, not that I remember. I don't know. I saw the picture. I wanted I think to. It was kissing at the end of that. Yeah, uh, I wanted photo to. Shoot. <laughs> did we have a broken but, uh, PDX moment? <laughs> oh no, there was a bromance going on. It was a very short bromance. But you know what? That fire's still burning, baby. One yeah. of them left a little weepy eyed at the end of the night, but I'm not sure which one was. <laughs> um. Anyway, next to him at one point, though, he, he looks at me and he goes, he goes, I don't want to alarm you, but I think the people next to us are fucking. <laughs> and I kind of look around him, and there's a guy sitting back in a, in a chair, in the chair, and his wife, I'm assuming it's his wife, definitely not one of the dancers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> she's like sitting right here on him, and she's like rubbing, rubbing around on him. Yeah. And I'm just like, going, oh. Like reverse cowgirl? Or cowgirl? God. No, it was, it was just cowgirl. It wasn't reverse cowgirl. Okay. Yeah, and I but, just, yeah, I'm no. There's that thing that goes on, too. There were, actually, I was surprised at how many women were in that club. Uh-huh. It was probably about 30% women in that club. Yeah, that was surprising, too. Yeah, that was... That Not was counting the dancers, of course. But. Yeah. So then that was more like 50-50, then. Yeah. No. No? Oh, hell no. Okay. 
No, you didn't see the darkness in the back. All those eyes. It was like a, a, a city of raccoons back there. Just like gleaming little eyes. Beady, fucking creepy ass, rapey vibe coming from the back of the fucking room. The guys who aren't like brave enough just to go up and start throwing dollar bills. And that is another thing that creeps me out. Just people tossing money at this girl. And they're dollar bills. Like, this is what you're worth. Blah. Dollar bills, get naked for us. Here's $4, get naked. It's like, come on, there has to be inflation somewhere. You know, I spent most of my time there in the back room uh, getting a dance. You're right, I, I missed a lot of that. But, By the way, uh, can you describe it? I mean, how was she? Was, yeah. she, was she a nice girl? I mean, uh, she, she was a nice girl. She seemed, you know. Some of those girls, I swear, were fucking way too young. Never mind. It's just me not liking straight. Did, did I, I? I was wondering if I was having a an old guy moment or something when I walked in. I thought that's exactly the thought I've that crossed my mind. Lately, so. <laughs> I struck me too. I thought, are they? Am, am I just getting old, or are they really, really young? Well, I'm sure they were all like, of age, and probably drinking age. I didn't see anyone that looked younger than 21. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, the girl yeah, I bought a drink to, was she was on the verge. I have a feeling she was probably 19, maybe 20. Mm. And she was there, and I, I bought her a drink. Because she was at the bar, in her underwear. She was wearing granny panties, which I thought was awesome. And she's the one with the glasses, the cutie one with the glasses. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? And she was like, hey, sweetie, darling, whatever the fuck she called me. You know, it's the thing that girls do when they want something from you, but... But you, they want anything from you, but you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, because anybody that wants you is going to know your fucking name, or at least ask you. Your so name. you basically just describe every woman on the planet. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I'm extremely undesirable, so I, I, I know. Well, no, I didn't mean fine. you specifically. But um, I was, what, I was what, making what? It very. Uh... Um, but anyway, and, and her and I just chatted for a moment. I mean, it was inane. Chatter, right? And uh, uh, I was I was getting a beer, so I was like, "You want something?" I mean, I don't want to dance or anything, but do you want something? And she was like, "Oh, I'll take this." I don't even know what the fuck she ordered. And I bought her a drink, and that was pretty much the last I saw until uh, uh, fucking Lucas was like, "Jeff, he's at the stage, of course." (laughs) (laughs) Blind boner Lucas, right at the stage. So I go over and sit next to him, and, and that girl just, gets up there. Yeah. He just wants a half. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that stuff. Well, I think that's all that's left is half and half. Yeah. Half. We always do. But anyway, yeah. But, uh, blind boner Lucas got me up there, and I, I, I oh, so creepy. And he's giving me dollars, and I'm just like, yeah, I just. Uh, <laughs> I I don't like strip clubs. I I. Uh, since I went with you on your bachelor party at 27 years old, I've just never really... And don't get me wrong, there's that, that primordial like thing in me that is just, yeah, it's all raging boner. But at the same time, I, my, my frontal lobe is going, what the fuck? This is the most horrid and just creepy... There is, I know there's at least three men in here jerking off right now. <laughs> And probably about yeah, but in public in a bar, he's got a beard on one hand. He's just in the corner going. There's at least three other guys in here jerking off right now. I I I have never. I do not. I just do not jerking off in in a strip. None of it. None of it. Really, I didn't really have any reaction. What bothered me the most about it were the were the security guys. 
I didn't even see one fucking superhero. Really? I, I, to me, I felt like... And I walked through the kitchen. Make one misstep in here and you're going to get, you know, pulverized by these guys. Oh, yeah. Every strip club's like that. Every yeah, strip that's, club's like that. That's really Don't good. worry. They'll be go home and beat their girlfriends later. <laughs> um, but, uh... But, no, I just... I'm not a big fan. But I, I do love what happened at the end of the night. I, I'm not sure what exactly happened. I was fairly inebriated at that point. In fact, I blacked out after we left the bar. On a scale of 1 wow. to 10, 11? Yeah, I was. I went to 11. Um, but nonetheless, I, I just remember... I, I I finally finished my beer. I got up. I, thought, I think I went to the bathroom. And when I came out, you guys were just nowhere to be found. That was my mistake. I'm sorry, Jeff. I left you behind. You yeah, you left a man, man behind. But... Um, I, and of course, I'm looking around I'm like you're gonna leave fuck? a man behind. Do it at a strip club. And I, I begin, I begin in this very small strip club. It was a very small. There was three yeah. stages, which took, which took up most of the room in there, and the boners took yeah. up the rest of the room. So I was, I was just navigating through a sea of tits and boners, trying to find my way out of there. And I ended up toward, I went past where we came in, because I was like, well, that's the line. I didn't, never saw anybody come out of there. Mm-hmm. So I, that must be just the way in. There must be another exit. So I went around into the back, because I did not see. They, they don't have like a little lovely red sign that says exit. Are you sure about that, Rick? What? That they didn't have a sign for exit? Yeah. Did you see one? They didn't. No, I started to go the wrong way, too. And uh, How did you find the way out? Patrick grabbed me and said it's this way. How did he find the way out? I don't know. Could it have been the big red sign that said exit? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a big red sign because I didn't see it. I was trash. But nonetheless, I I started to walk. I walked toward the back of the place, like past where there's that that, that first stage you see when you walk in. Well, there's places beyond that. And I I went to the land beyond. And (laughs) I went out a door (laughs) that led to a veranda where there was a bunch of people smoking. There was a girl sucking a guy off in the corner. And then there was just like three or four people smoking, just having beers and talking. Oh, yeah. And there was like umbrellaed little places, and you know, it was just like this pleasant little place. And I'm like, well, wow, that guy's getting hit. I'm leaving. <laughs> there was no way out anyway. So I left. And from there, I tried another door that was locked, and then the other door, which was the kitchen. I walked through the kitchen. I'm like, well, there must be a back door at least. I must get the fuck out of here. So I walked through the kitchen. I walked around the kitchen a couple of times, and then I come out. I'm like, that wasn't it. So I go back through, and... I don't want to interrupt you, but I still picture the kitchen being manned by, like, naked women. (laughs) They're back there flipping burgers. No, but I did get... There was like three girls that were like, "Are you lost, baby? I want and want to dance." I'm like, "No, I want to dance. I want to find a way out of here." And they were like, "Oh, it cost you twenty bucks." And yeah, exactly. They didn't even tell me. They just fucked off into this good night. And so I, I ended up. That's from Greg Proofs, by the way, which we're seeing on uh, June June eighth, June eighth. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I I go to the door, the entrance, and I'm like. Can I leave? And he's like, no, the interest is over there. Can you gesture? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, you didn't even gesture, man. So I wander back in, and I start heading towards the stairs, and I'm like, I know the stairs is not the way. And of course, the bouncer's there looking at the girl, stripping. <laughs> and I'm like, I can walk right by this motherfucker right now, head upstairs and see what's happening. Yeah. But I didn't. And I was like, okay, upstairs, 
I know that's where the murderer is, and I'm not going to go there, so let's not go upstairs. So I, I go back to the bar, and I finally ask the bartender, I'm like, how the fuck do you get out of here? And she goes, oh, it's, it's right over there. And I'm like, where? It's like through this din of like smoke and, it and was, just it wasn't. body odor and sweat and, and glandular freaking yeah. creepiness. I finally see the door, and I'm like, is that a fucking door? I walked to that corner, and yes, there was a red light over there, but it was not an exit. Yeah, It was the red light gleaming from, because they had lights over the bar that were like green, red, and blue or something. They had lights over the bar, and one of them was at the end, it was a red light. Well, I see this. This really, you know, it's just he's been imbued within our society. Red means stop or don't go. He seen the red light and didn't even want to go towards yeah, it. Yeah, true. He was like, "No, that's not where I want to go. It's red." No, well, no, I, I know I, there I was will something. Say, though, despite despite any alleged exit signs that existed, um, it didn't look like an exit to me until we were right at oh, the door. You know, it was very well. Like, it was camouflage. It was. It, it, was it, it was camouflaged by the body standing in front of us, very crowded in there. And I'd yeah. say the only reason... I think it was the cum stands, but go ahead. The only reason I recognized <laughs> it is there seemed to be an event horizon there where there was no light escaping from it. I was like, well, that mm-hmm. must be the exit because <laughs> yeah. anywhere else is there's going to be a little bit of light. Yeah. And, and really, this was my mistake because I could kind of sense at what state Jeff had become in, even though I had been gone for most of this part of the trip. I kind of sensed that Jeff was there and while I was grabbing... My soldiers and, and showing them the door. Hey, we're on our way out. I miss the most important one. Yeah. <laughs> the most important one. No, I'm the civilians. That's really what it comes down to. And I, I'm, sta- I'm the civilian. I'm I'm standing outside and uh, the door closes and I'm standing there. Soldiers are out. Oh shit, we forgot something. Oh, the people we're supposed to save. <laughs> this is very true. And suddenly I'm looking at a door that only opens one way. Knowing that if I tried to step in that way, there's probably going to be a bouncer that hits me in the head. And I look at the front door, and there's a line still, so I'd have to stand in line for 20 minutes to get in. And I'm like, well, Jeff's just on his good graces, and I'm sure that with that suit on, there ain't no way he's not finding his way out. Eventually, somebody's going to take care of him. Well, little Jeffrey took care of himself. (laughs) Not without getting into an adventure first. I mean, you know, it's not every day. It was a bit of an adventure, but I can, I can spin a yarn. So I, yeah, I can, I can make it an adventure. Certainly. I'm surprised but, you didn't go upstairs, but you know, I was sorely <laughs> tempted. I was sorely tempted to go upstairs. The next thing Jeff knew, he was spinning around on a pole, having one <laughs> exactly. I would have been like, give me a bra and some panties. Let's do this. So should I tuck down or just leave it out? <laughs> I'm just wondering what music would you have been dancing to? Cat Scratch Fever! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, shall we name the club? Or was, was it a good experience? It was Sassy's. It was Sassy's and PDX. I now know why you call it PDX because I've been on the internet enough and I've seen our tweets enough that uh, like everything's PDX now. I mean, everything in Portland is associated. It's like at Sassy's PDX. It's like, apparently there's sassies all over the country. Apparently there's like a, a sassies SeaTac no. somewhere. Uh-huh. Or a sassies SFO or whatever. I'm assuming know. they're not a chain, right? We're talking individual. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what I assume because it was like sassies PDX. And it, was, it was like something PDX, something PDX. It was, right. um, even uh, um, Natasha Leggero 
was like, uh, did you see some of her tweets about Portland? It was awesome, by the yeah. way. Uh, but yes. uh, uh, we went and saw a comedian uh, before the strip club, actually. Yeah, we, in fact... We I, it's funny there. because I blacked out at only in between the places we went. It was awesome. <laughs> I barely even remember taking pictures of you and your, your uh, bromance that night. So I, I barely remember taking those pictures. But as soon as we got to the comedy club, I remember everything. Yeah. She was awesome. She was funny. She was yeah. clever. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was such a good time. She was I, I can't too. believe she happened to be yeah, playing. Yeah, I've seen her stand up before, and, and no, she's she's amazing. I, I was not familiar with her at all, other than having heard a reference to her, uh, you know, either via Duncan Trussell or Joe Rogan. So I was I was kind of those cool. guys probably know her. But I'm I'm certain yeah. that they're really good friends, and it was Duncan Trussell's shout out that I had read on Twitter earlier that day. Hey, there's yes, a couple. There's a comedian in town. Let's go check it out, guys. And uh, we did, and I was thoroughly impressed. I was laughing the entire time. Oh, man, she's funny. About a year ago, I created a uh, Bill Hicks station on Pandora, which is like one of the best decisions I've ever made. And, and just it, <laughs> Which naturally... No, 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 actually, actually, best decisions in regard to Pandora. I should limit it a little bit. <laughs> we'll keep it with the realm of Pandora. Getting married, having There's children, that's way beyond the, that. Pandora's selection. That's, okay. that's the third thing on that list. One of the best. No, I created a Bill Hicks station on a whim, not knowing if it would let me do it. And um, I discovered a, a, an amazing number of comedians with that. And she was one that kept coming up. Mm-hmm. She's very funny. And, yeah, I could not believe how freaking hilarious she was. Because I don't want to sound sexist, but women comedians don't usually resonate with me. I can well. see that. You think it has anything to do with your penis? Is that what you're, <laughs> you're saying? No, Isn't I don't know. They laugh at you. She, I don't know. She just she has this edge to her that most female comedians don't don't have. Well, I really you need to watch more female comedians then. Maybe, so. maybe. Yes, you do. You should just go I through to watch a litany of, of female comedians because you'll find that at least uh, maybe not in the eighties. Yeah. But nowadays, That's probably what there, I'm there's some really good ones out there. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, I mean. Some of the funniest people, I think, are, are female comedians. Uh, one of my favorites yeah. at, from the 80s, is, uh, and she's, to me, hands down one of the funniest human beings on the planet, yeah. is Tracy Ullman is one of my favorite human beings on the yeah, planet. I never got and her. she is just absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, I never quite got her. No, you need to watch her stand-up never... sometime and listen to her just talk about her life. Uh, yeah. She's freaking hilarious. Okay. She's a funny lady. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but... I'm not... I'm not... I have no problem with female comedians. It just it seems like they're always a little bit held back. They're always a little bit reserved. And if this was 1963, he, I think you could substitute the word for female comedians with black comedian. No. <laughs> I think they should be allowed but to be married. Dick. Um, but uh, no, I, when, when I first heard her, I was, I was blown away. And I couldn't believe no, when we started talking about going to a comedy club and then her name came up, I was like, holy shit, is she really here? And... Yeah, I was I was really hoping we'd go to that, and yeah, I was excited. To yeah, have I, this I year. think that was well, a certainly. Good call. It's always. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. I, I think it was a good call. Nobody told me about the two drink minimum until afterwards. Yeah. At which point I understand why my waitress was giving me the funniest look when I said I'll have two beers, one for him, one for me. <laughs> and she goes, "You mean two for you and two for him? no? I would like one each because I'm pacing myself." And yeah. she turned around and walked away. So I didn't need a suit to get away with that. <laughs> So you got away with ordering one thing? Yeah, well, I think, you know, a $25 cover fee plus a single beer is probably yes, enough. Yes, but if yeah. you're buying both beers, that's two drinks. That is. 
I mean, that's that you you have you have reached their quota oh, yeah. of whatever bullshit they're spewing. You have taken it all in. Who's the guy? And now we're impregnated with now, their beer. I'm going to have to give a shout out to Sohel because I didn't actually buy those beers yet. Okay, Sohel, you impregnated Mike with your beers. That's very true. Uh, what a beautiful man you are. And the guy before her, the comedian that came out before her, was... He started slow, but you could tell he was a new comedian, but yeah. he started slow and he kind of built... Yeah, he got And it was funny because yeah. uh, uh, if you listen to a lot of comedians or, or, or uh, just if you know a lot of comics... Um, you you really can hear when the guy's trying to try out new. He's a new guy that's trying to try out new material, yeah. and then he kind of reverts to his old material that he knows and trusts. But that's how you do it. That's how you build a repertoire of jokes and of things. Well, I mean that that's what being a comedian is actually is knowing how to read the crowd and knowing where to it's travel. True. It's not any different than being a DJ. Well, you know, not everybody can be like uh, Louis C.K. or George Carlin or a lot of these guys that will um, even Patton Oswalt. A lot of these guys will just come out and uh, will come out and and do fresh material every time they get on stage. Some of these guys can do it. Not everybody can. It takes years, years of honing your skills. And it's it's all about improv, but it it takes a lot of years to hone those skills. The same was James Heskey. Yeah, and he was was very funny. A very funny kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my biggest disappointment of that was that I didn't get the Applebee's gift card from Natasha, and I was a little <laughs> disappointed to walk away with not having that in my hands, because if there's one place I like to hate on, if there's one place I like to go and send the food back to the kitchen, it's Applebee's. Well, I think everybody you should be sending that food like back. to go there? In fact, here's what I like to do. Back. I like to go to Olive Garden and send that food back to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> No, none, nonetheless, I mean, we're not doing any, any justice to her, but uh, uh, suffice to say, it was an excellent show. It was, it was a great pace night. Um, you know, the one thing we're doing here is very much telling the story in a Quentin Tarantino-esque way, because before we were at the Comedy Club, we were at one of my favorite places yeah. in Portland. Ah, yep. uh, yes. Yes, we the were. Lucky Lab. But hey, we were the at Lucky a Labrador. One. Shout out to the Lucky Labrador. We'll hashtag or at that later. Whatever yeah. the fuck it is, he knows Twitter. Oh, I'm getting all over the Twitter. Yes, we certainly yes, will. Yes, he is. He has done his job on Twitter. You know, you walk in there and they got the super large tables. It's very beer hall esque. They've yeah. got really good stuff on tap. They've and got that, all the snack foods that you want. Yeah, and you feel very welcome while you're there. And that was. Yeah. After we went to the Cascade, you couldn't get more opposite a place. Yeah, you know it yeah. was like night. We went there right after. We went there right after. Yeah, Cascade. Yes, yeah. We, we walked. It was pretty dark when we got there. It was like light when we left Cascade, but we, by the time we got to yeah. Laughing Labrador, Laughing Labrador, <laughs> Lucky <laughs> Lucky Labrador, a Labrador named Lucky. Reference, Jeff. Sorry, go ahead. Which, interestingly it's enough, compared to the uh, the well. last Lucky Labrador location we were at, they are right next to a vet hospital as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah, kind yeah. of clever. I think that they planned clever. that out. I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I think it was a happy accident the first time, and then the second time they're like, "We're going to go to East Side." Oh, look, a vet hospital. Let's buy that building next to it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And then uh, Helium was right across the street. And then Helium was, you know, it was funny because I wanted to go to the comedy show and I knew it was getting real tight on time and I knew it was kind of close by. And I pick up my Google app and I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, it's real close. And we step out the door and it's literally across the street. Yeah. (laughs) And again, blacked out between there 
<laughs> the comedy club. I walked in the comedy club. Boom! Memory comes back right where when we're at the we're paying to get in. Yeah. Mike goes, no, I'll take care of it. I'm like, oh, okay. We're the comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little Jeff girl. gave his notorious look there, the one that you guys that are not watching the video feed don't see, but. Uh, Nonetheless, that, that very much is the expression he made when uh, we were at the comedy club. Which, by the way, was another first for me. Yes, I come you've never You've never done a comedy show before? No, I never. Oh, God, we need to start going all the time. We went, we've gone to theaters to see, like, we went to see Kids in the Hall, but that's not the same thing. Uh, this no, is that's a, a little bit different. Skit comedy is yeah. much different. I yeah. mean, I, I, and I would, I would even say, the, like, an improv show, which I've been to before, and they're yeah, fucking I've, awesome. I've, yeah, I have done the same. Um, but those are a lot along the same lines as, like, a skit comedy, except you're, yeah. you're seeing comedy in real time. So, uh, but, uh, um, I, I love going to stand-ups. Yeah. Love going to stand-ups. I can and see I wish, doing that a lot I wish more. we still had it here. I remember me and my wife and and the gang used to go almost every Sunday to uh, the, the, the... What the hell was it called? Elephant Castle? They used to have it at the Elephant Castle. I went there a lot with the, the old, old-timey crew. That was in the 90s. But in the 2000s, after I got married, when we moved back here, um, the uh, uh, Martini Bar, Fairhaven Martini Bar, huh. the one that used to be Anna's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they're downstairs. They used to have comedy every Sunday. Yeah. And I saw, we saw tons of comics there. Tons of comics. It was such a good time. Yeah. Even if they bombed. Even yeah. if nobody fucking laughed. You know, in Bellingham, I love Bellingham. We're so, so, so polite that like nobody really heckled. We just sat there in silence. Which is probably even worse. That's than even worse. Ed. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, at least you got something to work with when you heckle him. Exactly. It was like, oh, I feel bad for this guy, but I don't have the balls to do it, so yeah. I'm going to stay here. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we saw some great stuff. And even comics that I saw later on, like Letterman and, and, and shows like that, that maybe even became famous that I don't remember because I was fucking drunk. But <laughs> this seems to be a running theory in your in your life, you know, what? Uh, getting drunk and then not remembering, getting drunk and then not remembering. No, I just have a terrible memory. I could not get drunk and still not remember. Me too. Huh. Uh, no, my memory is fracking horrible. I'm lucky I remember what this is. I'm pointing at a glass, by the way. Uh, no, I'm, I'm lucky I can remember her name. I call her Nikita all the time. I'm like Nikita, stop it. It's a cat. It's not Nikita. It's not my my daughter. So. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Downgrade. Exactly. So, uh... No, my memory's just fucking horrible. Anyway, uh, what else? I mean, shit, what else did we do that night except go back to the hotel and pass out? Oh, we, we, uh, we gang-raped a cab. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, man. Best cab ride ever. Yeah, that was, a. Uh... That was interesting. I'm surprised he let us get away with I'm that. I'm going to Duncan Trussell. Duncan Trussell. Duncan Trussell. We all know Duncan Trussell's the one with the weakest bladder on the show. The shrimp parade. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. yeah the, the cab ride was very... Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, what was the, we went to a bar. We went to a bar, and I have no clue what name. Neither do I. Uh, I could text Sohel right now, because I know that's his every day, or, you know... Oh, okay. I was out. wondering why yeah, we ended up there. That's where he generally goes to on a, re- a very regular basis. Yeah. Him and the, the bartender obviously knew each other. That was kind of a cool place, though. I, um, I it was too bad it was getting so late. Yeah, no, it was closing time near about. Um, yeah. We had just come out of Sassy's. 
uh, where some of us had a really fun experience. Others of us, you know, uh, only Jeff, I'm pretty sure, is the only one that came away walking <laughs> as if, if, if he had been scarred for the rest of his life. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all perspective-based. But, uh, no, we ended up at the other bar, and it's very much it's time to get a snack and some greasy food. In fact, the, the, I'm pretty sure the reason we were there is because somebody requested greasy food, and that was the only place with the, an open kitchen at that late hour. Yeah. That was um, probably my dumbass, because at that point, again, blacked out between bars, but remember the bar. <laughs> I believe, uh, uh, what's the guy, oh, another comedian, uh, one of my favorite of his lines was, it's not blacking out, it's time travel. And I wish I could remember his name, but and he's a genius, but I just can't remember his name right now, but I love that fact, because it is time travel. You're yeah. like, no, look at that, it was noon... Now it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> but guess where I'm at? Milwaukee. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like time travel. It's awesome. And so we stopped in there for snacks and to watch Jeff attempt to play pool. I'm not sure he sank any balls. He was doing Actually, really well. Yeah, you, were doing, you, yeah you were doing really Him well. And I, Patrick, grew up, Patrick I grew, name, I grew right? up in a house with a pool table. I'm good at the game. I used I to be very, very drunk. drunk. I couldn't sink anything. And then... Um, I will say that by the only that reason, bar, the only reason that Eli and I, Eli and I were trading, taking turns, and the only reason that we won is because Jeff accidentally sunk the eight ball. Yeah, I <laughs> had no it. balls left on the table. Yeah, they yeah. had like three or four. Yeah, and I was, I, I mean, we're talking. Yeah. It was. I played enough video games, I think, <laughs> to where I could, I could, as you're, you're meandering, as your eyes are meandering back and forth on either side of the ball, you just pick that spot and bam. Yeah. Hit it. And that's the only reason I was winning. Plus, I actually used to be really good at pool. I used to be very good at pool and golf. Those are the two quote unquote sports yeah. I'm good at. Anything you can do while drinking, I've been very good at. Yeah. Everything else, yeah, mediocre. See, we need to play sometime when you're drunk and I'm sober. Because that would be, we'd be equally Don't fuck matched. with me in darts. Don't fuck with me in darts. Yeah, darts? No, I, I, I can't play darts for shit. But. No, cool. ask, ask Jim, man. Ask Jim. Yeah. Yeah, he hate he used to hate me because of that. Because yeah. uh, I could drink like a fish and still play really fucking good darts, and yeah. he fucking hate he would get me drunk on purpose so he could win darts. Yeah, yeah, and he still lost. There was no dart board at that bar. A last call came, and I quietly hushed that so that nobody else would order another brew so that we could hit the road because it had become apparent that yeah. I could tell by Rick's gaze that he was about done Eli was hanging in there and Lucas probably was going strong me and him could have continued going on but uh, most of our party had kind of faded across that line so I asked kindly for the bartender to call for a taxi and he did and with amazing speed before I could turn my head there was a taxi out front (laughs) waiting for us I was wondering what the strange coincidence of the cab showing up as we walk outside. <laughs> so once again, I gather my soldiers, and I'm looking at the cab, and I'm recognizing that there's five fully grown adults here. Yeah. Uh, have some of our party ha- party having left us earlier in the night. Jeff had to leave with a terrible bout of uh, the ends, the back ends, the. And then I, I never... He had the green apple splatters. The mud butt. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I didn't know that's what was going on. Yeah, he, he, he was just paying. It's just, um, uh, Beto just wasn't having a good time. Yeah. He, he just wasn't having a good time. Yeah, and, right. and he's not into beer and we're drunks and he's not. And 
not him and his friend and being drunk. Uh, well, he used to. He used yeah. to be into very getting drunk all the time. So, but he's, he's not so much anymore. Like and and you know what? I mean, so, some people move on, some people don't. I yeah, should I stop so. clapping into the mic. Um, but you know, he, him and his buddy were really kind of bonding, and then that's fine. They they went off and got their own room. <laughs> Maybe this is a story we should have. I know, I know. I I want to get him drunk some night and see what happens when they got their room. Oh yeah, yeah. I think there was some. I think there was there was a bromance going there. There was two bromances going on that night. Well, three (laughs) if you include me and everyone else in the room. But there was also the bromance. I have a bromance with anybody I'm with. Really, I I do. It's so sad. So sad. Did you see the pictures from uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin's bachelor party. I, did there, I think there's a picture of me kissing him. There's a picture of me, I think, licking Christian's face. <laughs> um, <laughs> there were several pictures of me just loving on folks. Be- so. Before we move on, should we crack open that second We should brother? definitely, but I think our man who, Duncan Trussell, um, who just exited the building, mm, uh, <clears throat> he went to the bathroom and he's the only one that knows what the hell this is. This is true, so we should wait. So on we're gonna, we're gonna wait till open this. I'm throwing myself on the grenade of this yummy beer because we're at my house and I don't have to drive anywhere, so I can get fucked up all I want. Lucky you. Lucky me, but you've been lucky a couple of times now. I've been really you, lucky. that first time. You got oh no, yeah, I, 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 I I certainly blacked out that night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, right, uh, I'll have to hit the road later, and uh, I think there'll be a little bit of a cool down, especially since we're moving into our yeah, second Yeah, no, we need to figure out where, okay, we're only at 810. Um, I really didn't start paying attention to the time. I really wanted my clock right here. Sorry, I just tapped on the table, and that was my fault. This is all Jeff, that was me. I apologize to you personally. Um, but, no, I started paying attention at 745. I think we had been going almost an hour. All right. I think we started roughly around 7. And uh, so, in about 20 minutes, we're going to start talking about the movie. And I know you didn't like the movie, but we need to still have a roundtable about that. And you didn't like the movie. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're going to find that out. We're going to find that out. So, uh, let's get to introducing this second growler, and then we'll yes. go into uh, the anticlimactic cab ride at this point. I think we've all led up to it. I think everybody, the listeners in their mind, probably have a very good idea of what might have gone on in that cab ride considering that some of our party had left but a lot of us were still there and we needed a way to get back to that hotel Basically, that was, it was about a, a mile and a car cab ride back <laughs> full of middle-aged chubby yeah. motherfuckers unfortunately pile into a fucking vehicle unfortunately none of us are midgets <laughs> so it made it very difficult unfortunately otherwise sex might have happened that night <laughs> i think i think it might have happened between you and me the way you were positioned was my face in your lovely? No, the other end was in. Was in. So oh, was, uh, I think we got a little too Jeff, Jeff was, My mangina was in your love spot. <laughs> he was splayed across all of our lap. I mean, it, it, I bet it, I was so early relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did ask for the cab, the terrible. cab driver's permission first before rolling. Um, I'm amazed he let us get away with that. Well, I think he rolled his eyes, I'm pretty sure, but then he's like, what the hell? And, and you know, leading up to that point, I very much, you know, this is well, definitely should... a cab designed to carry four people. Yeah. And let's have another beer, and then yeah. we'll talk about the rest. For everybody who wasn't there, the, the situation was this. There were, how many of us were there? There were five, five of us. 
Five grown. And so the clown car pulls up. Five middle-aged chubby bitches. The guy honks his little clown horn at us. And, and somebody thought it was magic. They just assumed in. that as soon as we stepped out of yeah. the door, oh, it's a cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm like, wow, Portland's awesome. As soon as you want a cab, they're there. And one person got in the front seat, and four people got in the back seat. And a back seat designed for about two and a half people. Yes, it was a exactly. small car too. It, it wasn't was, even, no, it you're, wasn't you're, even you're, the kind of car you want little, for four people. It was a little bit bigger than a Geo Metro, but not by much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very small. So three guys were sitting in the seat that should have had two people and one child. Well, before we got to that point, there was a discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, and the physically largest person amongst us. The, was uh, just kind of climbed in and laid on top of us. Well, that was only we after were, uh, a debate about what it actually was going to go down because I recognized yeah. when the cab pulled up that we were not all going to fit in there, and I kindly declined. I mean, for me, yeah. walking a mile and a half to the hotel would have been a breeze. I, you know, Not only did I know where I was at, I'm, I'm very capable of, of a mile and a half. I don't care what shoes I'm wearing. Yeah. And I kindly said, okay, Jeff, get into the cab. I'll just, I'll just walk back. And Jeff, being the gentleman that he is... Said absolutely not, Mike. It's your birthday. You get into this cab ride. I will walk back. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that because I'm sitting on. The I would have slept under an overpass at that. <laughs> not to say this that wouldn't be the first time I did it. And I just thought, there's no way we can split up. Isn't that like the rule? You don't split, split the party. Don't split the party. Don't split the party. So I thought, I thought somehow we will get the four of us in this back seat. And we did. And I pictured us just sort of squeezing in, sitting on each other's laps, maybe a little bit. But Jeff just sort of. Crowd surfed right into the back that, seat. That's exactly how I was going to put it. Is Jeff crowd surfed into the back seat? And the guy, the driver, let us get away with this. None of us had our seatbelts on. I was all was I'm awesome. wondering was was his shoes hanging out the window? Oh, I, oh I, yeah, yeah. I know the window was open. Were his feet out the window? I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they weren't actually. He, but he curled up into a ball. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> it was so cute. But what else can you curl up in a fetal position but on your friend's laps? I was happy to do it for you, sir. You guys so, need to eat one of these because they're I, fucking good. I gave a very big tip to the guy and apologized and said, I hope this was okay. He, goes, he charged us twice as much anyway. So yeah, yeah. It was pretty pricey for such a short trip anyway. But um, no, it was totally cool. Like, it was amazing. I just uh, to, to me, that, that guy... Uh, well, yeah. we did get stares and laughs as we rolled into the, the uh, valet area of the hotel. I could see them <laughs> crack it up. It was like, well, the circus is here. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine money exchanging hands at that point. Because yeah. it was the same dudes that saw us leave. Yeah. So yeah. you know they're like, those dudes? Who's coming back in a trunk? <laughs> Who's coming back, you know, and... And, you know, they were like, as soon as we walked by them, they were like, ah, fuck it, I owe you money. <laughs> wow, what are the we doing? The guy in the suit was so fucked up, he could barely walk. This is, like By the way, sir, what is this? It's the Schooner Exact Imperial Stout. Schooner Exact? I cannot, that, and it won't stick in my head. I have to keep looking at my Somebody's beer menuing this because Schooner, I don't want to butcher it. Schooner Exact. Exact. Imperial Stout. It is Imperial. Man, that is yummy. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. You beer menu while I, I beer menu while you speak because I'm gonna make sure we have it right. I'm not finding it that yummy. No? You don't like it? Let me let me uh let me clean my palate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's gonna do that with uh, tequila? Yes. That must be the leftovers from Portland. It's the añejo. Yeah, the uh Corralejo añejo is yummy tequila. Mm. 
Well, I like it. So at that point, you know, we get out of the taxi and we roll upstairs. Uh, some of us make it into the elevator. Others of us run up the stairs. Other of us. I think I was in the elevator. I was in the elevator. Yeah, no. I don't remember. I blacked out as soon as I got out of the cab. Uh, I think <laughs> Eli ran up the stairs and I raced him in the elevator. He actually won. <laughs> that guy can move fast. Yeah. He certainly can hustle. Nope. Didn't improve the taste. No, that's too bad. I, don't don't like, like I really like this. I, not that I don't like it. It's an adequate yeah. stout. Mm-hmm. It's an adequate it's stout, an, as I would describe it. It's a stout that is a stout, and I can drink a stout. It is the Schooner Exact Imperial Stout. It's exactly a Schooner Stout. And I'm, I've had many uh, from... And, and, and it's funny because I tasted it, and I was like, eh, that's not that good. And then you said Schooner, and I'm like, oh... I've rarely liked anything from Schooner. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. See, it's is funny because certain, certain breweries seem to have get. some sort of flair or flavor to them. This is what you guys get for letting the beer in you pick. <laughs> well, I know that's because I was expecting you to go to Wander and listen to my fucking tweet, motherfuckers, on the friend face. I didn't have time to backtrack. I had to I, go. I'm sorry, Wander, and uh, I'm not sure how Rick would have backtracked, considering that it was considering he lives closer to my house will, than no, no, the no, water. No. Never mind. It's, there's a whole story to this, and I don't want to talk Excellent. about it. Excellent. Because a it's real subject for boring. the evening... A real subject for the evening... Yeah. ...is Rick's frustration with uh, the technically Amish. Technically, technically Amish? Amish? <laughs> yes. Who would the technically well, Amish you, be? Well, you voiced your frustrations with the people you work with today. You're the IT guy. You're the only IT guy, from what you've said, yeah. at your work. And... Uh, you right. were extremely frustrated with uh, apparently your uh, I I don't know if they're your betters or they're just your peers, but you were extremely frustrated earlier. And yeah, I would like to hear from the IT guys in the room yeah. about the general frustrations of an IT guy because I mean I know that's not the most glamorous thing in Where, the West. When but, did I do that though? I'm not remembering. I, I, this. Where's like my phone? Say, Give me your phone. Let's go to the the friend face. Goddamn it! In in my 15 plus years of IT experience. I don't think I've work. ever described my users as being stupid. Yeah. With a triple Remember L. my comment oh, of, no, oh, no, you no, no, must no, have no. misspelled stupid to illustrate a point about the people you're well, dealing with. Well, that was oversimplified because it was the systems that they use that were actually stupid. Oh. They were, it was. S T O O. O O O P I D. Yes. Three O's. Three O's. No. The triple O. It's if I said it that way or implied that. It could have been the U with the umlauts, but (laughs) no, you decided to go beyond that. No, we're on outdated systems, so Uh, ancient. So there was some frustration in your voice? I mean, I also noticed you were probably at work a lot longer than you had expected. And I felt kind of bad because I was like, well, you know, I did have the day off and I relaxed a bit I thought well I could go I pick up a bit. I could go pick up you, beers you get that a couple hours in the morning yeah well I was woken up rather early by a distressed person but beyond that uh, I had a fairly relaxing day I job shadowed my wife we went to the grocery store once mm-hmm. we went back and forth between the restaurants several times mm-hmm. I took a break and went and had a uh, Lunch date with my ex boss, and we sat and chit chatted for a couple hours at the Colchon Brewery. Once again, I had the uh, the Russian, and the Russian always just knocks me on my butt. I was hoping that was the one you brought back, and you were like, "Oh, I'm bringing back the KDA." I'm like, "Oh, what the Russian?" Uh, you know, it, it crossed my <laughs> mind. Always full of shithead. 
Well, you are a spoiled shithead, but you would have been well within your rights because if it had been me, I would have said, yes, bring the Russian. But I don't have to drive, so that's fine. Bring the Russian. So I'm driving, I think, and it, it, it crossed my mind. I said, oh, i got to drive. I'm not bringing the Russian because I won't be able to drive home. You know what? There's nothing wrong with it. There is Mother's Day is not in for you guys. It's not until Sunday. For me, it's tomorrow. So why is it tomorrow? Because in Mexico, it's always May tenth. Doesn't matter what day it lands on. It's always May tenth. It's always May tenth. Always May tenth. Oh, okay. In Mexico, yeah. Mm. In fact, they, they it's such a big deal in Mexico yeah. that like they prepare for like a month and a half at school to do this huge pageant. All the kids get together and they have to sing these songs and make these big things and then everyone dresses up on May 10th and yeah. the thing. And I, I know my wife, my poor wife, she's from Mexico and, and she's kind of depressed about that because they won't even celebrate fucking Halloween in our schools anymore. Um, so, you know, Mother's Day is such on the back burner. I mean, it wasn't when I was a kid. I mean, we did... Stupid little crafts and shit for Mother's Day. Yeah, but and then I think what is in middle school didn't we, didn't everybody have the mother's tea or whatever the mother's brunch or something oh, like I that? Don't yeah, yeah, Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. it was nineteen eighty. Yada da da, and I was dressed up with my my giant um, turtle shell eighties glasses that were probably <laughs> way too big for me. And, but they still, it was right when the, like, anybody that wears glasses knows about, like, the, the arms of the glasses, you can bend out. Yeah. They, they created this thing where you could do that. And, because I broke so many glasses when I was a kid. I started wearing glasses at my daughter's age, probably earlier, when I was mm-hmm. about five. Because I'm, I'm always pretty been sure that I'm going to get a hold of your mother this week, and I want one of those pictures with you in the turtle shell. Yeah, <laughs> I can show you one of those uh, very soon here after this. Um, but no, my mom. No, I, I, I should have my mom send a bunch of stuff. But nonetheless, uh, I, I, I had, I had the, the fucking turtle, and then I had this checkered blue and white shirt on. And it's like me and my mom, <laughs> and she's wearing the quintessential '80s mom dress. Yeah. That's essentially a, a, a laced moo-moo. <laughs> so, it, it's it just like, genius. It's a it, wonderful picture. Was it like an homage to Madonna or something like that? Or no? no, no. It was just yeah. the 80s, man. It was the yeah. 80s. I think I was in middle school. I'm, I'm picturing your mom with like the, the poodle poodle haircut. Or the uh, no, she didn't quite have that. My mom yeah. was big on perms. She doesn't need a perm. Well, oh, she okay. needs a perm, but she doesn't have curly hair, but she's always had curly hair. Yeah. Kooky. She's from this, yeah, it's the 70s thing. Perms were the big thing in the 70s. Yeah. My mom never really outgrew that, so. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the 70s. And I already warned my mom not to listen to this podcast, so we're good. <laughs> and because I I, my mom was like, oh, what are you up to lately? I'm like, hey, we're making a podcast now, me and the guys, and we're doing this, that, and the other. And, and she was like, ooh, I want to listen. And I'm like, no. No, you don't. No, mama, you don't want to listen. My mom is welcome to listen whenever she wants. In fact, I, you know, I might hand deliver the episodes to her so she can listen. <laughs> Those are your friends. Those are evil, evil people. I'm going to excuse myself for a moment while you guys. You get a double trussle. Well, my favorite part of the episode is when I get up and walk away, and I get to come back and listen to it a week later and go, "Hey." <laughs> I know. I, I. That's kind of one of the reasons why I got up and went. Okay, peace. so let's trash talk him. All right. <laughs> Mike's cock. <laughs> a slowly closing the door is a sweet, sweet flesh whistle that we all love. Oh my god. 
<laughs> You're laughing. Yeah, I am. Um, and one of my goals, uh, and because we've been listening to this podcast for what three episodes now, well, yeah. really two and a third. Mm-hmm. We've been listening to these episodes, and all I can hear is myself sounding like fucking goofy <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, no, I sound completely and utterly I think like everybody to myself. Thinks, I think everybody thinks their own voice sounds. Yeah, everybody thinks their own voice is fucking terrible. Yeah, but. What I've I've concentrated on is like my isms. Like I'm the one tapping on the table. I'm the yeah. one that keeps laughing at his own jokes. Shut the fuck up, Jeff. Stop <laughs> doing that. Um, I'm also the one that's loud. So I'm I've been trying, and I also and, and I, well, we all kind of do it, especially after a few beers, we start interrupting one another. Yeah. But that's the nature of conversation. Mm-hmm. But really, I've I've really paid attention to the um, those little little things that really annoy me about other podcasts yeah about myself so i'm really conscious of that there he is <laughs> there he is our very know. own duncan trussell i'm not sure why mike's dancing or if he's just is this uh, an extended uh shake afterward that's I think exactly it is. I think no it was just a poor motion to grab your attention you know that's all i wanted to do really and i am such an attention hound you know, if not everything's focused on me, I feel like a little left out. So I dance, you know, that's my thing. If you see me dancing, that's me trying to get attention. You know, it's, it's, so really, he's just a 13-year-old girl in a crowd of 13-year-old girls. Exactly. <laughs> but nonetheless, I think we should turn our attention now, not to this mediocre uh, stout, but to... Uh, You're killing my Twitter followers. <laughs> Like, they're all really out? into a Scooter. you to tweet that out to the company. Well, you know, at some point we can't be whores. Uh, you know, if, if one of us feels like, you know, something's not up to par, you know, maybe we'll just kind of uh, not give them the shout-out on... Uh, I didn't say I'm not drinking it. Yes, I'm a lush, but that doesn't mean... I have a whole oh, case I, and a half of beer on the back porch, oh, which I, I never this. touch. Well, 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 I hate this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a... Come guzzling gutter slut. Yes. I yes. have been. I believe I played one on TV. Oh, that's right. For Caleb, I'm turning yeah. on the countdown clock to see if Jeff does indeed become a cum guzzling slut any time in the near future. That was future. a gutter slut, and I believe Caleb would know what I'm talking about. Of course he would. I've seen the pictures. Well, I do have a mostly naked picture of him now. So really? Mostly. There's some mas- masturbatory theater for us. Oh, jeez. So. By the way, that's another shout-out. I, I get that masturbatory theater from uh, uh, the men's room. What's his name? Not the men's room. He's on KSW, blah, 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 morning show. We used to listen to him on the talk show all the time. DJ um, Shea. DJ Shea did Master- masturbatory theater, yeah. Oh, I'm not he, he, he used to talk about that all the time. Well, that was masturbatory theater. <laughs> and now another episode of masturbatory theater. Uh, for me, that was like, oh, that's awesome. That's a great term. It's a, just an ism that should be out there in the world, and yeah. because there is a lot of that for men and women. So, well, know. what ism was it that we created on our trip back from Portland? You know, I think you know we're probably going to have to get into <laughs> our ink discussion soon. But yes, we do. But one one thing I want to bring up, yeah, uterus juice, uterus. <laughs> I forgot about that. How could you forget about that? I've been trying to remember that all week. I'm like, what was that again? What was it? Oh, fucking uterus juice. And then I laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> because you had... <laughs> I had 
don't know why I said it, but I just remember you had a lap dance. Yeah. It's like the connection is just fire. Okay, my synapses don't fire very well. Yeah. But when it comes to this shit, for some reason they do. And you, we were at that rest stop. This is a bad start to a story. I apologize. <laughs> we were at a rest we stop. At a rest stop. <laughs> and he, he, he walks up to me and we start discussing things. Really, we're just talking. And uh, he had a little stain on his uh, his his shirt, and oh, I said, "Uh oh, what happened?" And, and you you said, "I I don't know." I was, I was like, "Ooh, is that uterus juice?" Because <laughs> 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 he got a lap dance. I I don't know. It's just like the synapses started firing. I was like, "Wait, he it's a stain on his shirt. Got a lap dance. We just talked about uteruses on our hands. Uh, that's another story." <laughs> and then boom. Uterus juice on your on we, your shit. We should explain that the stamp that they use. The stamp they used at the strip club was uteruses. Well, they, I they, think they, it was supposed boom, to be a big black uterus on your hand. I think it was supposed to be who? I think it was supposed to be a uh, a cow skull. Cow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. a, a Texas what do you call it? Steer. Texas steer on your thing, but it, it after it faded a bit, it was very much a uterus fallopian tubes. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, so uterus juice on the shirt. Do you, do you, then the question is, do you wash that shirt? Do you let Deanne wash? Is it hanging in your closet? It's just scratch and sniff for later? Uh, you know, I'm kind of wondering well, how you treat a shirt. Just, just because, because Jeff assumes that's what it is. Unless the girl was is. actually part squid, I doubt it was her uterus juice. So that's all I'm saying. Because yeah. it was it was kind of a dark stain. Oh. So. Well, you know, black ink, you know, who knows? Black ink, squid, yeah, yeah it could be, you know. I've been with some that, you know, you might have a stain on your shirt the next day. So She did a scissor kick upside down on that pole and boom, beak. <laughs> so I think we're going to move into our ink discussion mm-hmm. now. But, uh, you know, oh, nice Shirley, we watched a nice movie thing. this week from, what was it, 2000... 2008. 2008. 2008. 2008 called Ink. Um, I, I would love to have something in front of me. That's something we need yeah. to have. Is something we need to uh, uh, a mental piece, note for all of us. A piece of technology. A piece of technology in front of each one of us. Do to, they have that? To look up uh, our movies and several I other things. I wish they had a database well, for that. It was, no. made, it was 2009. A really oh, shitty one look. that half the shit's not true? Yeah, that would be the IMDb. Um, yeah, it was It was uh, made by a guy named, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's... Jammin- Winnins? Yeah, Jammin' Winnins. Yeah. Um, he wrote and directed it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say anything else, and I think we should start like on a- the man who suggested the movie. Yeah. Uh, we'll do our roundtable discussion. We'll do our roundtable uh, thoughts on the movie. And I think we should start with you, Rick. I don't really have any deep thoughts about it. All I know is that the first time that I saw that movie about a year ago, it really it just resonated with me in a way that... It was it was really weird. I, I couldn't. I almost can't even put it into words. It just I felt the movie it's more all we than had, I thought baby. about. So we have. Well, no, I know. There's I know, no cameras I, here. I felt I felt like it was like an emotional experience for me to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. You, and I'm I'm really into. I have a thing for nonlinear storytelling. Like like I, I've always loved stories that don't necessarily go from point A to B to C to D. They'll just like sometimes they'll slip in fantasy and dreams. <laughs> I'm giving the uh, I'm getting the uh, wrap it up signal. 
No, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm, no I'm giving you the raise your voice. Raise my voice. Okay. You're quite so, guy, um, so. I, I've always loved movies though that that don't follow a linear progression, or not movies, but stories. Um, I was always into uh, William Faulkner when I was mm-hmm. a, when I was a teenager. I read yeah. a lot of his stuff. He does a lot of uh, you know storytelling that doesn't that doesn't follow the natural progression of like from one point to the next point to the next point. You know, you have to start. As you said, linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Absolutely. it's um, uh, it's one of the reasons I love the uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. it's that's all that is. It's his. That well, whole movie a lot is of the just stuff his. that they did. I yeah. mean, just like, uh, uh, what was the Hitchhiker? Not Hitchhiker. The Two Sons in the Sunset. Yeah. Uh, I can't that, remember the name of it. It's, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't follow. You, you're sort of given like a stream, a stream of consciousness experience, and you're sort of, you, you're left to sort of piece it together and figure it out. Yeah. And I've always loved that. Which and, is how consciousness actually yeah. works. And David Lynch, that's why I love his movies, because he'll slip into, you know, he'll go from reality to fantasy to nightmares and it'll just it'll just slide right through you know you can't really tell what what is real so that's when i watched this movie to me it was like it was a masterpiece of like the whole movie is just you can't tell what's real and what he's like i think my theory about that movie is that most of it is is told it's what he envisions happening while he's in this this uh while he's out now did you rewatch this movie yeah, I've in seen it last, twice. Okay, yeah. okay. No, in the last couple of weeks, since you've... Oh, yeah, yeah. Since yeah. You, okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. So, so I think... It's generally think, on the second or third watching, yeah. sometimes you gather some information. That yeah, you I think, think I probably... I before, but, but, but um, I think the movie, everything that's happening is linear up until he gets hit by the... These are spoilers, obviously. Until he gets hit by the uh, by the other car. Yeah, and that's everything the first that happens, five minutes of the movie. Yeah, but everything that happens all the way, almost until the end is what is like going on in his head. Like I don't I don't buy, I don't believe that there's actually like the movie's trying to push the idea that there's two worlds there. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing is what is going on in his head the entire time he's out. And then when we he comes to at the end we're still we get like a parallel view of what he was dreaming and what's pushing him down the hallway to go to his daughter at the end. Mm-hmm. So you're you're still seeing what was the you seeing the alternate on. reality yeah. of the so I love it so they tell the whole story there's multiple about, realities kind of going yeah. on it, which was yeah and know. then I also have a soft spot for movies about and I don't know why this is like any any movie that focuses on the relationship between a dad and a daughter just get me emotionally and um, that's why um, Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl despite the fact that he's trashed that movie. I loved it. I watched that movie and I great I, film. I loved it. I, yeah. you know, I've not I, seen it. I've never seen it. Maybe. Yeah, there's it's this got a couple cliche. Moments, I need to watch but... it only because uh, George Carlin is in it. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. rest in in the for that one reason you should watch it. For many other reasons you should watch uh, it. It's but a nonetheless, yeah. no. But let let me ask you this. I mean, yeah. that that movie to me was very reminiscent of of a lot of the comic books I started getting into in the eighties. Yeah. And I know you were into the Swamp Thing, which was written oh, yeah. by some of my favorite people yeah. uh, of comic bookdom, um, which is like Neil Gaiman. That the, the movie really reminded me of a Neil Gaiman story. It also oh, reminded yeah, me yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. very much of a uh, uh, V for Vendetta, uh, Watchmen. Alan uh, Moore. Yeah. Da- what was his name? Alan Moore. 
Alan Moore, yeah. um, because he wrote he wrote uh, Swamp Thing for a while, and yeah. so did Neil Gaiman. And the, by the way, if you read those storylines, they're both of them fucking brilliant. I didn't know. A lot of people believe you. that really what brought Swamp Thing back was I don't I think it was Alan Moore actually that that, yeah. that people that people go hey look at this look what happened Swamp Thing was just like this stupid comic book and he brought it to this next yeah, level yeah. yeah and and that's this movie really reminded me of that but yeah. I mean I I know you like that kind of story and you've read uh, also going back to comic books because yeah. it's a very comic book like yeah it is movie. it really is it's yeah it, um. But what I wanted to bring up was you liked uh, Hellblazer as well, John Constantine, I believe. No. You, you didn't like the con- you didn't like the comic book. No, I never read the comic book. Um, I had fallen out of touch with comics by the time that came out in 1988. I wasn't. Really it came out in 87. Yeah, it came out, but I was kind of getting to that point. I was I was sort of moving away from comics. I was just actually comics. getting into comics. Oh, okay, time, okay, so. okay. No, the movie. I don't know anything, so I don't know anything about the comics. Um, the movie, I didn't. I didn't the movie was utter shite. Yeah, as he might say. Yeah. <laughs> I've always meant to go back it. and 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 check I have them out. All. The Hellblazer. Uh, let me know. I I can give you the first like five books. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I have number one on. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> be very very careful. But yeah. um, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Mike now. Go ahead. Mike, uh, give us Mike. your thoughts on on ink. The I dissenting mean, view. What, um, what what Mike. did you love about it? What did you hate about it? What, Mike, I mean, you... what was your impressions of this movie? Well, let me just slide on to uh, you know I, I, I I'm going to be honest and say there wasn't anything I loved about the movie. No, that that's not entirely true. The one thing I loved about the movie is it felt like there was a lot of passion. Like whoever created this movie, very much like us, and putting our passion into this podcast, you could see that whoever had made this movie had put every little ounce of their passion they get an A for effort but I'm sorry in my mind this would have been a much better comic book by halfway through the movie you've seen where the not even half at the halfway point but you knew where the movie was going from the very beginning yeah. I would agree um, yeah. to say that it had a non-linear progression stuns me because in my mind it was very linear despite the fact that he's hopping in between realms which might have been where the real magic was is that they could keep a story linear let yet hop between the different realities mm. but i kept going back and going why isn't this just a comic book like obviously he can't direct action because you've got these really shaky cuts during the action scenes because there's not a, a continuity there within the action so it's cut 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 mm. Very rapid cuts, and I'm like, you know, draw six frames in a comic book. Let, let's retell this story, printed in about four or five issues, and in my mind, that's a better way to go. There's enough. There's there's enough story there for a comic book. As far as a movie goes, it was very much, and you know, somebody made the point that hey, this is an indie film, and in my mind, yeah, sure, it, it's an indie film. But I've seen a lot of indie films by first-time directors, second-time directors. You know, you start looking at a don't uh, look at sophomore projects because generally, when you get a second film, you get a bigger budget, especially if your first film was well received. Well, you know, that aside, you know, I you, mean, this is this this is this man's first-time film. Look, look at a. a, a De- uh, not Desperado, but what's it? El Mariachi. El Mariachi. for $3,000, and it's a oh, shit film. A... As much as I love that movie, it's a <laughs> shit movie. 
Yeah. It's the reason it's been remade twice and since that movie came the out. The original... You didn't. You, when you no, no. Don't get me wrong. I love El yeah. Mariachi. Okay, it's yeah. probably. I remember. I, I think I lived in Oregon at the time. Yeah. I lived in Southern Oregon, and somebody and I just watched Clerks, and and it was around that time when people were just all about indie film, yeah. uh, because Clerks came out, and then all of a sudden El Mariachi. You gotta watch this fucking movie. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, have you seen this shit? It looks fucking terrible. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. Well, I think. Oh my God, it was a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. God forbid, hands down. I love Robert Rodriguez. I will stand by him no matter what fucking movie he makes. Spy Kids 15. And I will stand (laughs) by his side and go, guess what? He did this. This is art, bitch. Yeah, yeah. So don't get me wrong. I, I love Robert Rodriguez. But that movie was not that great. The, the subject matter and the passion behind it and to the script alone and really that's where I go go right to the story the story is solid yeah it's all that matters well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here was a solid story and I come from a generation it, my opinion of movies we're in the same generation dickhead the heyday for me is very much early 90s. You're talking about El Mariachi. You're talking about Reservoir Dogs and any one of those clerks. Uh, this, in my mind, was film student uh, mm. on that level where somebody really cares about what they're doing, but they don't really have the technical skills to pull off uh, their vision. In my mind, it would have been a much better comic book. Because obviously whoever was shooting this film didn't have any idea of how to carry that story across visually. See, that's what... I don't know. I, I'm completely opposite of that. I, I feel like the visually it was pretty amazing for considering the budget. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I mean, considering the, that it's an indie film, it was kind of amazing. The, uh, the Incubi... I will say guys. character design on the Incubi... Yeah. Classic. Very, yeah. This this incubi yeah. was amazing. This this stood out, and that that's one of my bigger problems with the movie is the fact that the, the incubus was so brilliantly done. Yeah. But there was no other character around that was at the same level. They were excellent. They 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 scared the crap out of me. They grabbed my attention, but at the same time, there was nothing else visually on on any piece of that celluloid that was close to what they looked like, you know. Uh, you know, their their biggest contenders, I don't know if, if the magic mm. guys, the dream warriors, had any kind of name. Um, storytellers. The, story, the storytellers. Yeah. Not nearly as cool. Not at all. And yet, at the end of the, the movie, they beat them with their storytelling abilities. I, I, it, I mean, it, but, you know, there's the blind guy with the pieces of duct tape across his eyes. That's kind of cool, gonna... but not as cool as the incubi. Now I'd actually say he was even, you know, when that scene where he's like counting, and nobody knows why he's counting, and then it's like wait, he's nobody knows why he's counting. Nobody in the story knows why. Well, he's no, counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he's orchestrating all these events, this chain of events to occur that that'll knock the guy out of his. Uh, you know, out of what he's doing, I, th- I think I think there is not one scene in that film that couldn't be done better in print. Uh, I, d- I don't know, man. I uh, to me, I, it would lose a lot if you did it in print. I think. Uh, I, 
I, I think it would only gain. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's just because in my mind, I, I think every frame that I see where somebody's not properly framed, the camera's shaky or not moving in the right direction, something isn't lit correctly. Yeah. It just is such a distraction to me when it starts and all you can see is the guy's nose and the camera's shaking just the slightest and you can see that his head's moving in and out of frame. Yeah. Just this little tiny bit. I'm like, God, this is, uh, this is film <laughs> student quality um, with a story that's not half bad, but you know, it's, it's uh, comic book good and that's not when you're talking about Alan Moore's or Neil Diamond's. Yeah. Neil Diamond? Diamond. <laughs> I think you just proved the douche canoonist that just came out of your mouth. This is very true. Don't take my opinion when it comes to ink. You know, the fans that are out there are very rabid, so I I know I'm going to be on the... Really? There's fans of ink? Yeah, it's kind of like if you go on to various websites. Well, good for them, because uh, I'm going to move on to my turn. Yeah. I mean, I love both of your opinions. It's certainly not a Donnie Darko. But... um, (laughs) Was that a first-time film for someone? I for the writer, director? Yes. No, I believe it was first film. Well, then he got lucky because, trust me, the, the film quality is a lot better in his film. Because I, I honestly don't think that's his first. I think he had something else before. I'm going to look that up while you're speaking. You can go <laughs> ahead and do that. Because, uh, I, first of all, I, I just watched Ink tonight. I, I tried to watch Ink on your... Uh, you gave me that link. Yeah, not to confuse Link with Ink, but uh, you gave me that link, and I attempted to watch it this morning like three fucking times, yeah. and all I got was negative images, no no audio, negative images just moving back and forth across the screen. You tried to watch it through the browser. Like, what you, you tried, tried to watch it through the browser, or did you download it first? Yeah, I tried to watch it through. I tried to download it. It no. wouldn't let me download it. Oh. Three o'clock in the fucking morning, so give okay. me a fucking break. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh shit. So I, I just opened it up and started in the browser. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Shit. I started watching it. Mm, yeah. It just melted on me. Yeah. So I said, fuck it, and downloaded it. And to be honest with you, it's still on the torrents. Which, for a 2008 indie film to still be on the torrents, mm-hmm. I think that says something about this man's film. Yeah. Jace Kadushi or whatever the guy's name is. I wish I knew his name because I, I did pay attention at the end of the film. But nonetheless, for for a uh, for a first time film on a budget that he had, way to motherfucking go. Yeah, uh, I thought the story was extremely solid, um, and I'm coming from the same place you are. I mean, you you certainly liked. Uh, uh, I don't know your taste in comic books except for Swamp Thing. It's the one thing you keep bringing up. My taste in comic books are very much Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore. Uh, uh, There's many more out there. Uh, I read a comic book called The Brat Pack, if anybody references that, or Baker Street. Uh, A lot of indie comics from Love and Rockets. A lot of indie comics from the 80s and early 90s. um, Because I was never... I was really into comics... Mm-hmm. But I did not want to read superheroes. I don't like see, superheroes. If you want to see what my taste in comics is, just as a little side comment here, just um, look up. Did, were you? Did you ever look at Epic Illustrated? Were you ever? I might have. I don't know. Epic, as in the the publisher? No, it was a magazine that was published in the eighties. Do not know. No. Yeah, that's like uh, every issue of that is just 
for me, it was like perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to throw some in my direction. Yeah. I'll, I'll Maybe we'll we'll do a little uh, yeah. a, a little exchange, and uh, you can certainly read Hellblazer because I think you might like it. I, I I have a feeling you're you're one for antiheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I am I am certainly one for antiheroes. I love antiheroes. Somebody who just does not want to be involved, does not want to fucking do any of this work. But yeah. yet they're forced into it anyway, yeah. and they get redemption because of it. They get be, they get something out of it right. that they never thought they would get, right. and that's that's essentially John Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but he's a snarky shithead <laughs> who's a fucking alcoholic asshole the entire time. And I'm really curious how uh, NBC is going to do that because oh, he is God. seriously wow. He is seriously one of the best antiheroes. Everything that's been made from Swamp Thing has been shit. And it's really unfortunate. You know, the Swamp Thing movie, which was made before Alan Moore. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love the Swamp Thing movie. Yeah, I love it too, but I love it for Adrian Barbeau. Come on! I love it for a completely different reason. (laughs) We're going way out of fake here. Yeah, I know. I I don't mean to (laughs) interrupt your comments, but um, I love it for a completely different reason than I love the Swamp Thing comic books. Like, you know, I love the Swamp Thing comic books because Alan Moore's writing is just like. It is fucking genius. I I remember the term mindfuck. He's For a douche to do. Yeah, he's, right. yeah, he's, he's fucking a, brilliant. He's a little odd. Um, but the term mindfuck... <laughs> I think my description was accurate. I, I never uh, I never fully appreciated that term until I read some of his some of his Swamp Thing stories, you know, and that, that was like the first he's time like I He's like an really... idiot savant. He's just fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some crazy stuff. But I, And I do love the Swamp Thing movie because it's one of the few times when Campy, which I'm not a fan of, that's where it it makes sense to me, and I watch that movie, and I think this is goofy and funny and brilliant. stupid and hilarious. I love Campy. Yeah, yeah, I don't. One I really of the best don't. films for me ever made is Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I've never seen that one. What? I, I know, I know. It's surprising. Okay. I've never seen that one. You, me. <laughs> I don't care if anybody else sits down and watches that movie. We're gonna watch that fucking movie because <laughs> okay. it's genius. It is Campy. It's genius. And anyone yeah. listening to this podcast, of course, has seen it. Except for this dumb motherfucker right here. I have not seen a lot of films. Anyway, back to Ink. Can I continue my interrupt of Ink? Ink, to me, was along that same lines. It was along the Neil Gaiman. If Neil Gaiman wrote this, I would say, of course. Of course it did. Mm. And for having the probably $2 budget this guy had, because it was. It, you could tell right out the bat. I could see it. Oh, yeah. I've watched a lot of movies, especially a lot of low-budget movies. I Generally, my low-budget movies that I watch are horror films, yeah. which they look exactly like this. Some of them are really good. Some, Most of them are really not good. Yeah. Um, and out, out of the gate in this most film, I, I said, Ow. <laughs> I really did. I really, I was like, oh Jesus, they're using a home camcorder or some yeah. shit. I was yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> obviously this guy didn't have a budget, mm-hmm. but he did, as you said, have vision. As I put it towards Mike, there, he did have vision. He had an idea and he had a passion. Yeah. And yes, you're right. Right out of film school, somebody's going to make those images. The images he created on that screen were not the most original. Most definitely not. And even the story was not even that original, but I thought it, it, it certainly captured my imagination because I'm a fan of that sort of storytelling. Mm-hmm. If you take reality and twist it, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Please do. 
I love Twilight Zone. I love The Outer Limits. These are the things that that I, I connect with and I can I can see happening. Yeah. And and I I absolutely thought it was a genius first film. If this guy made this budget, if he if he made this movie with twice the money, mm-hmm. imagine how good it would have been. Yeah. The acting not that great. Of uh, the guy with the one of his best character characters was the guy with the the tape over his eyes. One of the worst yeah. actors in the film. The little girl is mm-hmm. one of the best actors in that film. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah. God, she did a wonderful job. Yeah. There's um... as far as child actors, I don't know if you've watched a lot of indie films, like real indie films, not not just fucking Clerks and El Mariachi, but real fucking indie. We're talking camcorder goddamn films. Well, you're gonna have like to... Star Wars. <laughs> You know, Star Wars is not camcorder film. We're going to have a debate about what is a real indie film and first-time filmmakers who are indie filmmakers yeah. and smoke this guy. I'm sorry, you just got to go back to 2010's Monsters. Did you, really, did you hate it? Monsters was a fucking horrible movie. Oh, really? That shit. story was oh, a I piece lo- of shit. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Oh my god. All it was was this torrid romance between these two douchebags well, with an interesting plot going on around our, them. As That's our director of the latest Godzilla film. I don't know. Maybe you should stay away from it. I'm still going to go see it. Oh. I'm still going to go see it. I think I saw his second film, which was really good. I remember Monsters being like Jaws, where you didn't see... Like, like the, the horror, horror came from what this, you imagined was out there. This is no, the guy, no, 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 this, no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. For no, being it wrong. was. It, they I'm were right sorry, there. I was it was wrong more like a that. Cthulhu thing where yeah. where these creatures were silhouetted in the background, and that's fine, and that yeah. was wonderful. But the characters were were two dimensional, I thought, and the 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 the, the storyline, the the, but, the story, and I go back to I go back to Ink because the story to me. Was was more than just a, a daughter and father. It was mm-hmm. it was this reality, and I, I love the the storytellers. I love the incubi. Yeah. Um, horrible names for these people, but it, what else are you going to do with them? It's your first film, and there was a lot of thought. I think there was a lot of thought. I think there was a lot of passion, and I think there was a lot of training. To uh, uh, yes, his first time film wasn't perfect. Guess fucking what. Neither was Il Mariachi. Going back to Il Mariachi, it was a terrible fucking movie. Most of the actors in that couldn't act to save their life. I think yeah. But the story itself was perfect. The story in El Mariachi was perfect. I think the story in Ink was beautiful and perfect. I, yeah. I think both of them are perfect indie films. And I, I, I don't even want to say indie because the word indie has been used entirely too much. I think they're uh, some of the best first-time films ever made. Both of those movies. And this guy, I would love to see him do this movie, but with a budget and, to be honest with you, real actors. The guy that played the dad was a good actor. The daughter was a good actor. Um, And, to be honest with you, the uh, warrior chick that was being dragged around by the uh, ink was actually not bad. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I could tell... Um, because I, I've seen a lot of theater and I, I, I've, I've acted on stage and yada, da, da, but, uh, I'm not an actor. Don't get me fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, it, basically college and, and high school, but, uh, um, because I've seen a lot of theater, I can tell that a lot of the people he hired, all theater actors, all of them. Yeah. Not all theater actors are good. 
And theater is much different from acting in a movie. Mm. Movie is all about presence in the moment and charisma. Theater is all about projection. It, it, there, there's just a different. There's it, it completely two different genres, and you can see, especially in the in the scene where they go to the woman's house mm -hmm. in the wedding dress. Yes, yeah. She is that is a theater. That girl, yeah. she was fucking amazing. Well, Absolutely amazing. No, she was brilliant, yeah. and I loved her acting yeah. because she was a stage actor, and that's exactly what you do on stage. You overact because right. those people. 200 yards away are not going to see you very well. Right. If you overact, they're going to see you perfectly. And that's how you do it. That's what you do. And uh, that's who he hired was theater actors. And they were all adequate. Most, Some of them were good. Some of them were fucking terrible. But they were all adequate in the end. Yeah. And as far as the acting is concerned, please, Irmei none of them could act. Not one human being in that movie acted well. Good Not one. Point. Yes. No, I, 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 think, I think if we had to go back, I think you make a good poll in comparing it to El Mariachi. And I would like to see this director's second film. Absolutely. Uh, I would love to see his sophomore effort. He's working on something right now. I'm just looking on IMDb. I, I, he's I, working I on something right now called The Frame. Which is supposed to be released in 2014. I don't think... Awesome. So. And you know what? I would pay to go see your film, sir. Give me his name again. Into um, the mic. Into the mic. Um, <laughs> he, you Jammin', Jammin' Winnens? Jammin' Winnens. We're, we're probably fucking that up your name. Like a, sounds like a... Uh, but you know what? Shout out. I know <laughs> Mike didn't like, like it. I will tweet <laughs> on your behalf. I don't care. I thought your Williams your first brothers. effort, your no, first to me, it sounds like was genius. It sounds it was like brilliant. A, sounds like and a Star Wars I look character. forward to every film you make, and I, I Jammin' Winnens, Chewbacca, and Jammin' Winnens. I think I think for the next podcast, I can name at least ten first time efforts. Yeah, from first time directors. Yeah, that Jeff is going to be more passionate about. Well, you're. It's your pick this time, right? Aren't we? Uh, no, I think it's mine. Here? No, it is yours. It, 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 it is yours. It is actually. But my what, pick. what I believe we need to make that decision kind of right now. Um, this uh, this was our past movie. I actually suggested a movie that came out recently, and you, sir, uh, Mike, suggested uh, that we keep the movies current so we could because filth was just beautiful. It was a beautiful, filthy, disgusting boner of a film. And it I was loved okay. every inch of it. I'm having a hard time actually walking away from filth and not continuing to look back like the cute girl from across the bar because, in my mind... I can't believe you'd watch Ink and Filth, and you'd love Ink, but not love Filth. See, I love Or both. the other way around. Sorry, sorry. They're you completely, but they're completely it. two different films. But, but they're look both, at the stories. They're both very unique in the same way. No, they're Even, not. What do you mean? No, they're not. They're both as far off from mainstream filmmaking as you can get. But that's isn't that kind of what we're going for? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think, so, I think, and not to toot my own horn, and well, Rick's horn because his horn is much bigger. You can toot my horn. Your horn's bigger anyway. So uh, not to yeah, toot our horns, but I think I think it's good that we went to these films yeah. because they are. You're right; they're not mainstream. They're not yeah. something you would go immediately to. They're not Godzilla. They're not uh, the Avengers films. They're yeah. not. They're they're not a film starring Kevin Spacey. They're or who the fuck ever. I don't, I'm just naming <laughs> Kevins at this point. 
All movies have to have a Kevin in them. Every, Every movie has a Kevin in it. That's true. Watch the fucking... What do you call those? Credits. There's a Kevin somewhere in there. Uh, all movie is a Kevin movie. Um, but nonetheless... <laughs> you like that? My oh, yeah. hand motion just kept going. Um, the international sign language. For credits. Be a little seesaw <laughs> with your hand. That's it. But nonetheless, I love both movies, but they come from completely different sources. They come from completely different... No, I, I know that because I didn't... Uh, they, uh, one is an allegory, which I would say, Inc., is an allegory. Right. It, it is exactly, I believe, what an allegory for me is. Yeah. It's something that is based... On someone's own thoughts in mind and something that happens within us. Right. These are allegories. These are things that we struggle with on a daily basis. Of course, it's not so much, but it's not so much life and death like filth. Filth is all about visceral. It's all about. Yeah. It's all about the outside. It's all about what's happening in yourself within society and. Ink is what's happening within yourself in relationships. They're, they're completely two different. Oh, yeah. For yeah. me, they were utterly two different films mm-hmm. and two different genres. Right. Well, you know, I, I'm, what I like to see here and, and what explains why you can still find the movie on the torrent sites this many years later is the amount of passion that the people who love this movie actually have. You can go online and look. And the people who are passionate for it are very passionate. I think the one thing in my mind that holds the film back is all I got to do is look at first-time films from first-time directors. And I can see a lot of them that I like a lot more. And I'm going to choose my film is going to be another first-time director. I won't necessarily say that the next film is going to be an indie film, but it's certainly a first-time director from a... uh, Gordon, uh, what's his name? The guy from Batman, Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, Don John. Don John is one of Oh, hell yeah, baby. Give me some love. I want to see that movie. I've been wanting to see that movie since it came out. Now, I don't think... He started promoting that movie? Yeah. Probably about a year and a half ago. I'm not entirely Um, sure you can call it an indie film. It's actually from 2013, which is not a new movie. And yes, he is the first time. He, it's the first time he directed a movie, but and, he's not. And in my mind, you know, this is one of those films that's going to go down. His first time director. Have you watched it? I oh, have. Yeah. It, okay. Excellent film. I'm going to watch it a second time just so I'm up to speed with y'all because I watched it last week. And, and again, I'll watch it very last minute because my what memory is, is fucking What's terrible. It's called Don John. Don oh, John. Okay, right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I believe he wrote the script. Wrote and directed. He, wrote, he and directed. wrote and directed the script. Okay. Um, it's a s- and stars, of course, yeah. and stars him because if if you want to keep but if you want to keep budget low, it's an indie, indie film. If you directed, wrote, star, he did the sound. Yes, <laughs> but if catering. you want if you want to keep a budget low, yeah, that's what you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Because who wants to hire somebody for two million dollars when they can't afford it? Guess what? I'm gonna fucking star in this movie. I, I was very surprised by this film because every time I had heard it described, it was very much about a man. Really? Did you not watch interviews with Joseph Gordon-Levitt before seeing this? Before? No. This is you know I, you know I, I was a fan of his from a few other movies in the past, not Batman. I think we're almost two hours. I went into this very not a fan of his, but I'm walking away a, a huge yeah, fan of him. Did. 
And I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not entirely sure it's an indie film. It may or may not be. It is. I would, I would, I would say yes. He certainly is. has some experience. Behind I believe him. he had to max out some credit cards to make this movie. Yeah. Well, this movie is, is excellent. All of the descriptions I read talk about how it's about the, his sexuality and in, in the age mm-hmm. of digital Absolutely. porn. That's not what the movie's really about. And we're going to get into it. No, no, no. What I uh, uh, message you on Friendface, that's exactly what it's about. It's about the society's view of these people and then our view of relationships within that society. Mm, It's not even so much that. This, in my mind... Yeah, you even admitted it was about that. Or were you just giving me some uh, pillow talk? I'm going to hold that conversation until we've all seen the movie and can discuss it. For now, I'll say that this is Portland episode number two. We did leave out some pretty big discussions about Portland, so I think there's actually going to end up... big discussions? We need to talk about these if they're well, big discussions you know, I'll, you know, somebody who wants to talk about his trip around the strip club is very welcome to talk about his trip around the strip club. <laughs> Which but, I did. Uh, we missed my favorite I part of the weekend. I you didn't listen. We didn't get into it at all. And, you know, we missed my number two favorite experience of the weekend. Which was that? What was that? Well, it's what happened behind the curtain and what happened in front of the camera. I, I told you to explain that, but you didn't. I didn't. Out of we'll politeness. do that next week. And I really wanted to hold on to a Portland episode okay, number yeah. three because I'm, I, what I want to say last It's not going to be Portland episode. I think we'll revisit some of the aspects of Portland what I, what, in our next episode. But I don't think that we need to go deep into Portland because we've already done that. We, I mean, it's it was we essentially did a blow-by-blow of Portland. But your experience behind the green door and his experience behind the green door, we have not visited, per se. I think we're going to get there. I think. I mean, we visited the bromances that happened. Yes. And pa- uh, I almost said Pablo. Sorry, Pablo. It's not you. Um, it was it was uh, Beto with his bromance, and they had to get a hotel room together. Um, oh, it was you and Patrick with your bromance. It was me and my bromance with it. That was a everybody. bromance almost 20 years <laughs> in the making. So. Exactly. Uh, that's there was a story history. we're going to circle yeah. on. A, yeah. Portland episode number three. Okay. Yeah. But no, it's not the Portland episode number three. We've got to move on. Yeah. My friend, the we com- have to move the, on from The Portland. commandant has spoken. <laughs> we have to move on from Portland. I think we can revisit some aspects of Portland. Portland was very important to me. On. I want to express my love What's our time, baby? What's weekend? our time? Give me some time. You want some time? Yeah, stop pressing buttons. The candle's up in the back Are of the room. Are we at two hours? Or 1.55. Oh, we're baby. perfect time. Oh, yeah. Let's get some final thoughts. Final thoughts. I clapped again. I don't again? deserve any final thoughts, so we'll start with uh, stop Rick. Clapping, stop, stop, clapping. Clapping. Stop, stop clapping, Jeff. Stop clapping, Jeff. It's not clapping. What are my final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts about what? What am I talking uh, the about? Podcast the podcast today. This is a beer and podcast. Well, we give a rating to the beer. Okay, I would rate we, the first beer. We need beer. to give some ratings to the beer. On a you scale need to talk about one to five. You need to talk about Portland. Okay, okay. I'll What's recap. Your final thoughts. Final thoughts. My, the first beer on a scale of one to five. Are we doing one to five or one to ten or one to whatever one? you want, baby? <laughs> this is your show. We just I'll do one to five. Here. First, I say give a ping three. pong, foosball, and pool. <laughs> first one, I give a three. Yeah. Next one, I give a four. And we're not sure if that's one to ten or one to five. <laughs> one to five. But you take out what you want. It's one to five. Ink, awesome. Go watch it. Don't listen to Mike. <laughs> See? 
we have yeah, yet another see, voice. We have a third, we have a now, you know what? It's, yeah, it's Mike right now is is in the same position I was in last time around, which was I didn't I didn't think that much of one of us film. is always going to end up in that spot. It probably just next week it's probably going to be me. It just didn't. Yeah, it just didn't. I'm interested to find out who ends up in that spot because it's really going to say a lot about your character. Anyway, go. <laughs> my final, final thoughts. thoughts um, I don't really have any final thoughts. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> well, we'll revisit that. I'll, I'll kind of circle, circle back around to me. I'll, I'll write down and some we'll final close thoughts. Out for with no, final no, thoughts. your final thoughts. Oh, sir. I just gave my final thoughts. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to touch back on my, my most... No, 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 no. For this episode, not next episode. Next episode, we've already discussed where we're coming at. My final thoughts of this. I enjoyed the first beer, the wheat. Yes. I was looking for uh, what it was actually called. It's it was uh, the Fremont, uh, Fremont Wandering Wheat. Fremont Wandering Wheat. Fremont Wandering Wheat. Fremont. I really yeah, enjoyed it. It's an slash wheat. I would enjoy that more if it was hot outside, but we were drinking it kind of late at night. So it's a little yeah. bit chillier. It's a, it's a good midday beer. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. This beer okay. right now, the Schooner Extract Imperial Stout or Porter? Stout. Imperial Stout, yes. Yes. I like this one quite a bit. Um, so do I. It's a really good beer. It's a little little strong, but not. it's not going to put you under the table anytime soon. And as for ink, I really appreciate the amount of passion. You know, as a person who finds themselves in depth right now in a lot of passion product, projects, I can really appreciate his passion. And more so than that, I appreciate that everybody who's a fan of that movie is very passionate, as we just heard my dear friend Jeff rave about it and i could think a for effort a for effort and i think the only thing that's holding him back is in my mind i want to talk about other directors and other first time films and he's not going to make that list of the top 20 or 30 um but beyond that a for effort story in my mind this would have been a much better comic book i would have liked to have read this over four or five six Cinematography not excellent, acting not there. Story was there was enough there to make a comic book, and the art direction on the main enemy, which was they were called the Incubi, Incubi, excellent, 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 Mm -hmm. very good on the screen. I think that's grabbing the imagination of a lot of people out there, and that's I think that's what's driving a lot of the passion behind the film is the character design behind that. But beyond that, I'd, I'd say as far as film goes, I, you know, I I just don't get why there is the cult following out there for this film and not so many others. And that's going to wrap it up for me. All right. My final thoughts. Portland was freaking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that was my uh, somewhat mono... Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, Portland was awesome. Um, the first beer, uh, the pale, the the white, was it was a wheat pale ale from Fremont. Yes. Um, uh, to me, best beer of the night. Um, I generally don't like wheat mm-hmm. ales or any kind of wheat anything unless it comes in bread form. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, the, the, the wheat was actually very, very good. It, it certainly redeemed my, my view of, of those kind of beers. 
Um, it, schooner Exact. Exact? Schooner Exact. Yes, yes. I looked it up to uh, make Thank sure. you. Uh, That's, That's exactly um, right. It was exactly a porter. Or not a porter, a... Uh, imperial a, a stout. stout. <laughs> it was not even Imperial. There was nothing Imperial like about that, that stout. This beer was a beer. It was essentially, <laughs> yes. It was It was certainly drinkable. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Schooner makes drinkable beer. But unfortunately, that makes them a mediocre... And I'm sorry for your Twitter feed, but my my view of of this stout is exactly that. It's Mike, it's a drinkable stout. Are you gonna tweet? And don't get me wrong, if if there's nothing else on the menu, you know what? This is a good stout to to kick ass on. This but is up there with Iron Horses. Irish Death. Yes, exactly. Are you going to tweet that to them? We appreciate it. Irish Death is a perfectly good little kind of uh, fake red Irish ale. But this is exactly that. It's just drinkable. And uh, I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still enjoying it. Um, uh, Portland was so fun. Um, Nonetheless, got lost in a strip club. uh, Blacked out between clubs. Um, Natasha Legaro? Legero. 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 Natasha Legero. We love you. Well, shout out to you. You were funny. You You were genius. You were brilliant. Um, I've seen your stand up before, not live like that. So that was fun. And I thank you for that. I thank Portland for all the yummy beer. Um, Inc., I think for a first time effort and on such a shit ass low budget. This gentleman or woman, I don't know, it could be a woman, um, did such a brilliant, beautiful job on that film. Talk about a wonderful first film, and of course, it it, it lines right up with my my wheelhouse. That is, and I think I've mentioned wheelhouse on the podcast before, but that is my wheelhouse. Is that kind of a twist on reality, um, beautiful allegory, as I mentioned before. Um, I think he or she did a wonderful job writing and directing that film. Um, please make more movies. If I was a millionaire, I would certainly budget your next film. Uh, we love you. This is Beer Plus Three. Do we have a sign off yet or not? Or is it just um, um, Rick's computer voice doing <laughs> doing some perverseness on the well, end of this? That was fun. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, so like what? Slightly what? No, say that into the microphone. Say goodbye. You have to sign up for us. No, you have to Nikki, say goodbye. You have to sign off for us. Just say whatever comes to your mind. What comes to your mind? What do you love the most? I love my papa. Oh. Oh. The end. Join Thank the you. <laughs>